Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. America. We're so glad you're here tonight. We are broadcasting live from our secret location on the Oregon coast tonight. Last week, you know, we broadcasted from the uh, coastal cliffs and the deep redwood forests of Northern California. And let me tell you, on my travels, we have many fellow travelers up in this part of the country. Northern California has long been viewed as Trump country by um, the Sacramento Democrat Communist Party and governor. Oregon, most of you don't know that Oregon used to be called Reagan country back in the day when I was a kid. If many patriots, many friends appear in Oregon, be surprised. I've been all over this area talking to many key contacts, many people. And by the way, we barely got this show off the ground tonight. <laughs> We're on our East German equipment, Korean-Vietnam War era speakers and old wires, I believe, from World War II. And we're broadcasting from a secret location here on the Oregon coast. And we barely got up and running. Get this just 25 seconds before broadcast. That shows you the skill of your illustrious host, Von Wehunt, and some supporting staff, shall we say. Well, up here, you will find beautiful redwoods, beautiful rocky coastline. I love the rugged coastline of the Pacific. They call it the mighty Pacific ocean. Now, next week, I'll be broadcasting back in the Arizona protected stronghold in compound. And don't forget, next Tuesday night is our August edition of the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. That's our fun show. Normally, it's on the first Tuesday of each month, but I just had too much to do up here. And I said, we have to kick that show up a week. But in September and going forward, it will be the first Tuesday of the month, unless I'm traveling, of course. But up here in Northern California and Oregon, the Pacific Northwest in general, it's parts of Washington and Idaho and Montana, Northern Utah, 
a lot of friends are up here. A lot of people are preppers. A lot of people are veterans. A lot of people are getting ready for all kinds of different scenarios. You'd be quite surprised. I haven't seen one Antifa sticker or bumper sticker or flag anywhere, and I mean anywhere, on my journey. If I have, I'd be more than happy to report that. But I have not. Those areas are really relegated where the pinhead liberals like to live, the new young Democrat Marxists who always put out the communist fist. They live in Portland. They live in Seattle. But when you get out of Portland and Seattle, those and even the Bay Area of California, you get out of those Democrat strongholds, like I've told people many, many times before. You get into the, uh, shall we say, the hinterlands, the... Uh, the coastal areas, the mountainous properties, the high deserts, the low deserts. Be surprised the kind of people that you meet. Very regular Americans. They use common sense. If they don't buy in to all the media bias and hoopla and hysteria, all the mainstream media sensationalism. And by the way, they hate rhino Republicans almost as much they hate the Democrat Marxists. Well, there are some good Democrats out there, maybe, somewhere in America. Um, the problem with that party is that the extreme has taken over the Democrat Party completely. And so there, aren't any, there isn't anybody in that party really on the national level, put it that way, or even state level, that I've seen that is a person who has much common sense. They seem to be beholden to special interests and to extreme factions of the, of the uh, Red Democrats. New moniker, they are the alt-left in America today, the alt-left, the new alt-left, I call them. Yes. The alt-right is still out there, but uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. We just had a, an election in Arizona. We'll talk about that a little bit. Around the country, some other elections. The big uh, fall midterm is coming up. We'll talk about that as well. And we'll also get into Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a lot of things. We will take in new callers after the monologue, of course, at 563-999-3437. The chat room is open, but keep in mind that's the domain, the intellectual property, if you will, the Von Weehan Show, it's not the public square by design. We will ban and kick out anybody forcefully who comes in there and tries to stir up trouble. It's not what it's for. It's not what it's about. If you want to do that, go to Facebook and play with your gay friends or your you know, other weird websites. And you can talk to your crazy friends. Oh, come on my show and do that. We have no time in this busy world for trolls. Now, like I can always tell you guys, those of you who are anonymous and who remain always anonymous, which is great, you can get away with a lot more than I can. I'm a pseudo-known public figure and only known in very small circles, which is right now kind of the way I like it. Um, that way I still fly under radar and I could get – a broader message out to far more people. We have a lot of people who 
listen to the show. We know who they are. A lot of great people that listen. They email me. They write the show. And so we know you're out there, and we appreciate your support. We appreciate you putting out the good word to people. Um, having said that, yeah, we had a troll last week in the chat room. We quickly will I – will, I have a way of banning their ISP – address on all blog talk shows so when they enter you guys can beat them up first as i walk walk back to the chat room and look around if i see somebody that you're pummeling i'll let you pummel them with glee and then i'll kick them out as the cootie gras so to speak oh my god we have a lot always a lot on our plate but on this show i thought we would um just we're, we're going to talk about my trip, some of my observations of America, observations of people, some serious, some funny. My observations of the Pacific Northwest, uh, the people I've encountered. I've asked a lot of people a lot of questions. Entered into some interesting uh, conjecture, met a lot of interesting people, and uh, met some friends and some key alliances and some contacts. And like I've told you guys, all across the country right now, we are in an information war. It's a propaganda war. You need to understand that and make those key alliances with friends and family. I don't care where people are. If you have to fly there or get there, get there. Make key alliances, especially in your local area where you live, in your backyard. Make them now. Befriend people. Get to know people, people that are cool, people that you trust, that you vet, people that only you can vet and that you know who you're dealing with. Um, the, the joke on Gab and elsewhere is if people are together, um, they must be feds, right? That's the current conjecture. Everyone has to be a fed, right? Not everyone's a freaking fed. Feds have a duty to do. A lot of guys have joined that force. And there's a need for it. But like we said on, on our last show, we had a very spirited conversation about police work. If you take a job as a police officer and you're not willing to charge into a school or a hospital or an office complex when you hear shots, then you, my friend, are in the wrong business. I get it. You'll tell me to your blue in the face, oh, I've got a family to feed, Von and You don't understand, bro. Oh, no, I understand. You picked a dangerous profession, and then in the minute, the crucial moment, when Uvalde, Texas needs you or another American city soon, you fail to rise to the occasion. You did not stand and deliver when you should have done so, and therefore you have no, no right to carry that badge. And I tell you guys that if you're out there, if that's your thought process, whether you're a police officer or military, I'll tell it to your face. Turn in your badge, resign your commission, whatever. If you can't lead troops in battle, the dirty business, somebody has to do it. I would gladly do it if I had the chance. And by the way, if that's your thing, hey, I get it. You want to get a pension. But like I told you guys before, become a postal worker. This country needs good postal workers. We need good park rangers, by the way. There's some openings. I love hearing about job openings, so I tell them to you guys when I do. Look at the uh, the Department of Forestry. I looked it up for you already. There's are, there are job openings 
all over the United States. If you want to be a federal park ranger, it's a cool gig to work out in the forest, wear a Boy Scout uniform with a big cool hat and talk to tourists about where the hiking trails are. God knows who, who you'll meet or what you'll come across. But those federal parks are more and more havens of crime, too, so you got to be on, on your guard. But um, one more job tip from the Von Wehen Show. News you can really use, America, and that, my friends, is what we're good at. Our chat room is already lively tonight. Love that. Uh, Catwoman up in Canada has a great uh, a great point about coming over to America. Look, right right now, um, if you're a, a white migrant, if you're European blood, just sneak over here. Just come on over. Uh, everybody else seems to do it right and get away with it. I mean, of course, we want you to be lawful and all that. And we're not telling you to break the law. You've got to be careful about that. We're not advocating that. But I would say creative people can make things happen. And non-creative people will stay where they are. The people that come up here uh, from Central America and the third world are pretty brazen, pretty bold. They're just saying Biden's in office and um, I want to come up here, you know, bottom line. Um, So I get it, you know, but again, um, we need we, we don't need more of the third world over here. Uh, up on the coast in the Pacific Northwest, 
most of the people here are European white America. Um, they have come up here. They have my, you see very few minorities, to be blunt. You just you see a few. And, they're, and the ones you see are really cool, really cool Mexicans working hard. Saw a few uh, landscapers, saw a few cooks, said hi to them. Great, great guy at the hotel, a host. They're working. They're making money. They got some families to feed. Totally cool. I uh, see a few Asians as well. Nothing wrong with that. They're up here. You know, but you don't see, you know, millions and millions of the, you know, migrant hordes up here from all over the world. America's always had a multicultural society for the last 100 years, and definitely the last 70 since World War II. We've been bringing them in by the boatload, literally. You know, in 1965, the Heart Cellar Act was passed, and they just opened up the floodgates, and that's what they wanted. They wanted the floodgates to open up. The Republicans wanted the cheap labor, and the Democrats wanted to buy their votes with programs. That's just the bottom line, folks. And it's exactly what has happened. There is a reason why we got here, etched in stone. There's a reason why America is right here, right now. These things don't happen overnight. They don't happen magically. Nobody waved a magic wand, and there was an extra 50 million people here from the third world. Okay, these things are a plan. They're they have let them in. They wink, wink, nod, nod, look the other way. And we get it. We, I mean, it's obviously what's happened here. And they are, I don't care what they say. Neither party's going to do a damn thing about it once these elections are over. It'll be business as usual. Bring them in by the boatload, by the plane, plane load. And Biden, by the way, is still bringing in people. He's dumping them on the East Coast. He's dumping them. Uh, in New York City, and I'd say dump them all in the Democrat cities. It's kind of funny how Democrats shoot themselves in the foot. They're dumping them in New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and the Republican governors are also dumping them there. When they come into Texas and Arizona, those two governors put them on a bus, give them a debit card, and ship their ass to uh, Washington, D.C. Why the hell not? If you aren't going to do anything about our border, and that's your federal duty, then we have a right to take them in, forcefully put them on a bus if we have to, and ship their ass to Washington, D.C., the capital. Now they're whining about the people being up there. Well, this is what you wanted. Oh, I get it. You wanted it for the other people in the country, right? You wanted to lecture us about tolerance and diversity, right? Oh, I get it. It's our problem, never your problem. Well, you can play at that game, Sherlock. We ship their ass to your doorstep. We put them on your turf. Let you deal with it. And if you don't like it, we're going to lecture you and say, you guys aren't showing enough diversity. Don't you know that diversity is our strength? <laughs> you got to learn some more tolerance up there in Washington, D.C., and Chicago, and New York City. What's your tolerance? Come on, guys. We're all in this together, right? Let's sing Kumbaya and sit around the campfire. We're all in this together. It's the human condition, they tell us. We're all we're only human. We all have needs, right? Right. Well, when they come over, we can we have the right to ship them over there to DC. Let them deal with it. It's their problem. And by the way, that border needs to be militarized like never before. Or the hordes 
and I do mean the migrant hordes by the millions, are already pouring over, and only more are going to come over. When they get their debit card, you think they're just going to sit there at uh, McDonald's and order a Big Mac? No, they're going to use a debit card to call back to their home country. They're going to tell everybody, I got into America, I'm here, I'm sitting here in New York or Chicago, whatever, bring 30 of our relatives over here now. They'll call Ecuador, they'll call Nicaragua, they'll call Haiti, they'll call Africa, they'll call Venezuela. They're telling them to get your ass in gear, pack your shit, and come up to America now. And that is what we're seeing. Extended families by the millions are going to be coming up here. You know it, and I know it. No sense in even candy coating this BS, this immigration disaster for America. I tell people, they ask me, I go, it's just more people we have to deport later. Oh, what do you mean? So I'm going to say, it's just more people we have to deport later. You're giving us more and more work to do. That's okay. Right now, we don't have the power to do anything about it, but someday the table they may drastically turn. And we're not going to put up with this crap forever. This country was founded, and it's here, and uh, they're just ruining it. They're trying to run America in the ground with immigration. They're trying to ruin your neighborhoods, ruin your cities. Got to ship them all back where they came from. I'm for reuniting families. I want to reunite them with their real family. America's not their real family. Their real family may, may, live in, may live in Haiti, Mexico City, Guatemala, Honduras. Nothing wrong with those countries. They've been around there. Nothing wrong with them at all. I would ship them back to their own country. I, my presidential mantra and my agenda would be to reunite America's migrants with their families in the host country. I want to reunite them with their children, all these men coming up here. You tell me they're all single bachelors? BS. They got wives. It's not fair for those women. They have wives back in Venezuela, Bolivia, Colombia, Mexico, wherever, the Caribbean. Probably broke. She's probably there with three or four of his kids, and she's broke, and there's no food in, in the kitchen. Is that fair to the family? Of course not. We're for children. We're for life. We're for the reunification of America's migrants with their extended families all over the world. I want to reunify them. I want the men to go back and take care of their families, not come to America and start a new family or kill an American woman or beat her up to death or they find her in the trunk of a car. Last week, some migrant beat up an this uh, American girl somewhere in the Southwest. And the thing is, is you women out there don't hook up with these migrant guys. They don't, they will not tolerate you one iota. If you do, you'll pay the toll. You'll figure it out later, but you might be dead or you might have a black eye or two. Stupid women hooking up with these guys. I just call a spade a spade not going to pull any punches on my show. We're a variety show. And everything is game. That's how I like it. Roll the dice, baby. Everything is game on my show. And nobody will be left out. I mean that. These people that come over here, screw them. We have enough people in our country already. We have enough problems. We don't need more. 
We don't have the resources for these people or the water. They're sucking us dry out west. Up here in the Pacific Northwest, where I'm currently broadcasting from, from our secret compound deep in the forest here overlooking the coast, I can tell you that there's plenty of water for now. There may not be a lot of water in the future. We cannot absorb all the world's problems. I tell people, look, go back to your country. I want to reunite you with your family. It's not fair for all these military-aged men coming up here through our border. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to sit here and be happy landscaping your, your yard? No. They're going to get into crime. They're going to get benefits. They're going to try to pad their wallet. Knock up all the chicks that they want. You know it, and I know it. It's just not mincing words words here. More problems for society. More welfare for society. And all presidents are guilty of it, Trump included. They're all guilty of it. They all say they want more legal and illegal immigration. The Ryan's, we've got to have more legal immigration. I want as much as possible. Didn't Trump say that? Well, I like Trump. I doesn't mean I have to agree with everything he says. He did some good things, and he was he's a – I do like him. I got a kick out of the guy, put it that way. But I disagree with him wholeheartedly on that point. I, we do not need more legal or illegal immigration into America. That's BS. We don't need it. We don't want it. You talk to anybody on the street, they'll tell you the truth. They'll say, well, they'll kind of look over their shoulder. And go, well, I, you know, when they know no one's listening, they go – yeah, I'm sick of it, man. Devon Williams, you're right, man. We got enough people over here. I'm tired of being cut off in traffic. My friend got into an accident with an illegal alien. The guy had no insurance. He didn't even speak the freaking language. Well, that's what's going on on Main Street, USA. We have too many people driving around that have no business on our streets. They have no insurance. They don't even know how to freaking drive. And this isn't Guatemala City. Put that in your peace pipe and smoke it. Got enough of that stuff. I have nothing against the Hispanic people. They can't control they were they were born or anybody from any country for that matter. I don't care. I love the uh, Mexican food. I love the cuisine. Their women are gorgeous, exotic when they're young, and uh, nice people. Music, have a good time, friendly. I have no problem with that. I get along with everybody until I don't get along with them. Don't forget that. And many Americans are like that. We get along with everybody until we don't get along with them. And when we don't get along with them, we've had enough. We've been thinking about this for a long time. We see this country, the shining city on a hill, it's now, it's now an open ditch, an open sewer in some cities. Hotter than hell. People that have no business being over here. And also, all these people coming over here, it's called body heat. We have the body heat in Texas probably through the roof. They keep packing more and more people into L.A. and Phoenix and Dallas, Vegas, all these big cities, just bursting at the scene with people that have no idea why they got there. They just know that Biden gave them a debit card and a write-in or a flight-in at 3 o'clock in the morning when no one's looking. When America's sleeping, they kind of slip them in, don't they? We know. Happens in every major American city. Unbelievable what's going on. Well, on a lighter note, I'll tell you uh, some of uh, my observations here. There's a really good radio station, by the way, on the Oregon coast. It's kind of funny, actually. 
Um, well, it's a it's an FM station. Plays classic rock. It's called the Otter. And the Otter, this guy comes out with a deep booming boomer voice. He goes, "If you want to hear hard rock and roll, listen to the Otter 100.3 FM. The Otter rocks." And again, some Otter out there in the Oregon places, rocking and rolling, man. I mean, I just laugh at their promos. They're hilarious. They're trying to be serious, but it comes across as funny. Now, nothing against the Otter. I love the Otter. I love their music, their station, but um, I'm not even sure which, if that's the right station, so we don't want to get in trouble with them. But they're really, really good. Um, love that. I played that all up and down the coast, but I just love how the guy goes, we're the Otter, rock and roll. And um, so when you're jamming out, when you're driving, looking at people, now there are some hobos here, some campers, but they're all over the country. If you want to be a hobo, you can be a hobo in America. You can be a homeless person. You have the freedom to be a homeless person. It's okay. But don't, but don't expect me to give you a dollar. Don't expect me to uh, give you the red carpet. Uh, I will be glad to get out of your way because I don't want to claim against my insurance. So when, when, you're, when you're walking in a jigsaw or a haphazard way, I will get the hell away from you. Or if you're on a bike, if you're a bicyclist, um, many of them weave and they're, you know, they're tired. But if you're that tired, then get off the bike. You're on a damn highway. Okay. But I don't want to hit you. I, I don't want a pedestrian claim or a bystander claim. And they will file them. Um, trust me. <laughs> but the thing is, is um, you got to be, you got to always be watchful of these people out there. Now, if you're a homeless guy or a hobo, let's see, into the station tonight, God, God be with you, man. It's tough out there. You got exposure. Uh, you're probably on your iPod or an Apple Tune thing or whatever. Um, we wish you the best. We really do. A lot of you guys are between jobs and life's been hard on you. And I get that. I get that totally. My only thing is, um, you know, find a job, get yourself squared away, find the first town, and just start working at something. Just do something. That's what America wants you to do. Just do something. If you got the means, if you're, of course, mentally stable. Some are and some aren't. I get that. But don't blame me. Don't act like it's our problem. It's not my problem or the guy next to me. It's not his or her problem that you voluntarily, under your own volition, decided that you don't want to work for anybody and you don't like society's rules, and I get all that. You know, kumbaya stuff, smoke the peace pipe, I get it. You want to camp out. You want to be a professional permanent camper. Well, more power to you, baby. Get out there and do your thing, camp out. But don't look to me for a sandwich in the morning. I'm going to look at you and say, you chose to be a camper. You chose to be a Boy Scout. I've been there, done that. I'm an Eagle Scout. I've camped out all over the country when I was a young kid. Loved it. Thrived on it. Still do on occasion. But uh, my thing is, that's the life you chose. So don't look to me for a bailout. Okay? Capiche? Are we clear? Just do your thing. Camp out. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy like that song, right? But don't Look at me with the forlorn look in your eyes and go, please help me. I'm going, well, you got to help yourself, man. I'm all about that. You got to help yourself in anything. You know, even me, I'm um, dodging some people, having some good times. We don't want to hit anybody. We're careful when we drive. And, you know, I'm always careful about, you know, where we go and stuff like that. You never know, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is uh, 
It's funny. People are funny about that. I met a few people that say, yeah, I can't find anything. I'm going, are you trying? Well, not really. Well, that you just answered your own, your own question, Sherlock. You're so smart. I, I call them Sherlock Holmes. You finally deduce that. Hmm? Well, you, you want a job. You don't have any money. You're homeless in America. God help you, baby. I mean, we're all God's children, right? What they tell me anyway, but you're not really producing anything. So um, basically, you're just sort of out there, right? So don't look to me. So I'm saying it's not my problem. It's not anyone's problem. It's your problem. It's not my problem. It's your problem. And you figure it out. What they used to tell us, I'm from the generation, next generation, first digital generation of America. Oh, they thought we were going, they thought we were going to start, you know, wars and do all kinds of crazy things. And this generation, next, we, the boomers did not like us. We were on every magazine back and then, who is Generation X? Who are these people? Well, I'm your first Generation X host. We were, a, uh, we, we were the playboys, the partiers, uh, the crazy frat parties, legendary from the 80s, 90s, etc. Uh, we made lots of legends in America, a lot of news along the way in our wake. But um, we, are, we also have some tendencies, and I love to read about the generations, the millennials are really the biggest generation, and um, what I love when I go into a place, it could be in the Pacific Northwest where we're at currently, or it could be in, back in Arizona or Dallas, wherever I'm at. With the millennials, um, here's the typical thing. You walk into a McDonald's and you say to them, I want a Big Mac. Well, you know what? Just scratch that. I'll do it on purpose. Just scratch that. Give me the number, the, uh, number six. And they'll, they're, they're still stuck on Big Mac. Uh, do you want a Big Mac? Is that what you said? No, I want now a number six. I do have to test them. Um, then they look over their shoulder at the board, not their computer screen. This is your mo- average millennial now. And um, I go, yeah, I want the number six. And he goes, are you sure? I go, I'm, I'm damn sure. I want the number six, man. Put it, put it in there. Okay, okay. Um, he goes, okay, yes, he, he, he has to think about it and process it. And then here's, here's, the, here's the, the great one. He goes, okay. And I go, well, dude, I don't have a card. I've got cash. Here's, here's, a, here's a 20. Well, they can't count change. He goes, he hasn't seen a 20 like in the last four or five years. And I love using cash because it, it makes corporate America hire cashiers. So I'm all for jobs in our economy. So the more cash you use, in all walks of life, I use about half cash, half debit, right? That forces the uh, businesses to hire cashiers to make change. So then he has to call over a manager because the manager is, is looking at my 20 with the dead president on it, you know, going, oh, man, I haven't seen one of these in a while. And you'll kind of chuckle. He'll be like 35, an older millennial. And go, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's got Andrew Jackson. You know, he was one of our presidents. He goes, oh, really? I, I, never, I never knew that. I go, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I learn new things every day, too. I'm just trying to be polite. I'm rolling my eyes going, you morons. Then they can't count the change. You go, well, it's 10, 12. How much do we owe him? And they're counting it out, the pennies, and then I'll just go, it was 10, 10 12, right? And they go, yeah, yeah, well, why don't you just round down the 10 and give me a 10 back? <laughs> so I make the 12 cents. And the manager goes, you know what? Yeah, just give him the 10 back. And I go, well, I'll give you a 20. Can I, can I have the, uh, the uh, 20 back instead? And they almost did it. I would, 
<laughs> but basically, I go, just give me a tent. I'll buy my food. But I was just, I was going, man, you can really take this. If you were out there living by your wits, my thing is, how could you not live really well with these people that cannot count change? A lot of the millennials can't count change. They count pennies like they're Roman coins back in the day, and they're counting them out so slowly. I'm going, come on, man. I mean, when I was in third, fourth grade, I, I could count change faster than you, kindergarten even. Uh, it's pretty funny, but, <laughs> you know, but that's one observation. The radio station, the people are great. Everyone's super friendly, super nice, super friendly. Our kind of people, right? A lot of good patriots up here again, veterans. You know, we have a lot of European migrants who have come up here. How about those, Apple? There's a new term for you. Well, beautiful weather, drop-dead gorgeous scenery. And by the way, like I told you, these areas, Seattle and Portland, were taken over last 20, 25 years by the children of the hippies in California who basically looked at L.A. 20 years ago and said, I can't afford to live there. I'm going to go over to Portland, where it's back then, back then it was super cheap. I'm going to go up to Seattle, they said, where it's super cheap, and start my own L.A. up there. And screw you, Mom and Dad, in Los Angeles. And that's what happened. And then, then they brought their friends. Then they took over Portland. They took over Seattle. And the good people moved out. Now it's so bad that in Portland, for example, uh, the businesses – no one's coming back to downtown. And I told people that when they go, people like me will say, screw this town. We are never, ever returning. We're not going to lose any more money. We're not going to lose our investment. Screw Portland and Seattle. We're out of here. That's exactly what's happened. So now they're, they're going, well, what's, why can't these businesses move? Well, they had a riots for about, 100 days, you decimated your business, you scared off the customers. Why would they want to stay? Think about that. This isn't a charity here. It's a business. It's corporate America. It's capitalism. If you don't like it, move to Red China. I don't care. I don't really care. That's the whole point of these idiots, these morons. If you, want to, if, if, if you don't like capitalism, more power to you. I don't care. Then move to Red China and shut the F up. So we can conduct business over here in America the way we went to and the way the country was founded. You don't like it? Move to Moscow. Move to Africa. I don't care. Do what you got to do, man. Pony up and just do it. So anyway, uh, that's that story. Um, but the same thing with Seattle. They, are, they can't, you know, people are leaving these downtown corridors. Businesses are bailing, you know, as fast as they can. So it's pretty, pretty funny. But um, on this trip, though, um, you know, people have been really, really cool. Um, it's been – I've had some funny things that, you know, with the uh, – or the Big Mac was just classic. It was a 30-minute tran transaction with a $20 bill. And I just love it when they got to carry – when they bring over the manager to count the change in front of the millennial. And then the millennial just stares at the money like it's Roman coins that have been unearthed by some archaeologist expedition or something. It's like, kid, it's change. Get a clue. Get some change. Why don't you get some change, and why don't you get a second job maybe? You might learn something. Okay, well, <laughs> you, you've got to be a happy warrior, folks. You've got to go through this stuff and just sort of smile at people and laugh and 
And, you know, I don't castigate them too about. I just have some fun with them, and I just kind of move on and go, okay, um, next, go from there. <laughs> well, gosh, if you're just listening to the show tonight, um, you're listening to my monologue here with the Von Weehan Show, the infamous and the rogue in the legendary show. We will take some calls here shortly. Um, but uh, more observations. Um of the Pacific Northwest. It's a beautiful part of the country. The future home, I may add, of the Hala Studios, a satellite studio I'd like to have up, up here. Need to get away from the, uh, the uh, intense heat of Phoenix, just kind of bail out once in a while. Now, fall, winter, and spring in Arizona, it's drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, summers, I've been through about 25, 30 of them. I've lost count. And then basically, it's fun to bail out of there once in a while and get out of town. Pelosi going to Taiwan, uh, I want to get into that with a few of your opinions. Personally, she had to go. I'll tell you why. Because you cannot let Beijing dictate American foreign policy. And the hell with the Red Chinese anyway. Everyone hates them anyway. Uh, they have no right to run the world. They have to get that stupid thought out of their head. We don't want the Red Chinese commie bastards running the world. Screw them. They're a bunch of idiots. They lock up their own people. And by the way, if they ever came to America, they'd kill every dog in America because that's what they do. They believe in the dog, dogs for food program where they kill all pets. They massacre them in horrendous ways for food. I would tell China this. Why don't you feed your 1.2 billion people first before you have these grandiose ideas to rule the world and to combat a mil- the uh, – the might of America's military, what's left of it. Why don't you do that first? Why don't you feed your own people, take care of your own backyard first? Hmm? Why don't you take care of your own Asian Pacific Rim and take care of your own stupid country? They are nothing but red Bolshevik communists. And these Americans who want them to rule are complete morons. Most of them are in the Democrat Party. We also don't want Russia to rule the world because though there's a a Putin fan wing in every party. Putin is also, as I've told you, is not your friend, and neither is, I don't think, the Ukrainian president. By the way, we gave more money to them, and uh, I say it's America first, not Ukraine first, okay? Um, we've given enough, and the battlefield is not looking good. Um, I want those people to have their homes back. I want Ukraine to be free. I truly do. But uh, look, when Russian tanks move move in, and when they come into your country and they fight a war, it's not good either. It's, it's not boding well for them, not looking good on many, many fronts. Okay. Um, but again, the Ukrainian people, they're hardworking people. They're brave. But the thing is, Putin of Russia, we can't have the Russians running the world either. They're going to screw everything up. There's just, I mean, we have to lead. America has to be, at least for now, in the interim period, We've got to um, not let these other people try to knock us off the uh, block, so to speak. Having said that, we have massive problems here, massive debt. At some point, we're going to have to recalibrate things, but not in the way of letting China or Russia dictate policy or rule. And that's why when Pelosi announced that, this is really her legacy building. I think she knows she's not going to win next year in re-election. She could be booted out. And I think she wanted a real to go out with, with a bang and just shake the world to the core 
and she wanted her big, you know, more 15 minutes of fame, fly to Taiwan, and all of this. That's what she did, and I get that. When she announced it, I said, oh, great, a Democrat had to go. I wish it was a Republican. You know, that would have been a lot better, like had Trump went to Taiwan, not Pelosi. At least he would have went over there, and he went to North Korea. He should have just went right into Taiwan, um, at least on more than one occasion, too. Well, folks, you are listening to the Von Wien Show. We're so glad you're here tonight. We have a lot to chat about and talk about. It's more of, a, it's more of our uh, informal show here. I'll be back in the uh, command studio uh, or underground bunker next week in the Arizona stronghold. But tonight, we are broadcasting live from the Oregon coast at our secret location. We're so glad you're here tonight. It's a Blitzkrieg all over again.
Oh, yeah, I love that dramatic theme, European theme. We are a world at war. As I've told you many, many times before, the drumbeat of war is all over the world. You go through many parts of America now, like I just told Catwoman, it sounds more like, come on, come on, senor. Gracias. Señorita, mi amigo. Hola, hola, como estás? Beautiful Spanish language, love it. Oh, the food's incredible. I love street tacos and fajitas, my God. Love them. Carne asada. Wow, fantastic stuff there. But I don't want it 24-7. I don't want it 24 hours a day. Up here, I'm having lots of great seafood, crab cakes, halibut, swordfish, Chilean sea bass, good stuff, shrimp. You need to. by the ocean. You know, as in Rome, do as the Romans do, I always say, right? <laughs> well, we're going to get on a call right now with our great friend, the overlord of Contra Radio. Let's pack him on the show here. Overlord, how are you doing tonight, sir? So glad you called oh. in, my friend. Well, my Germanic friend, the everlasting German my friend, I am just doing nothing, actually. I picked up the phone, saw your message. I said, hell, man, I'm calling in. But when Von Wehunt calls, I answer the call. I love that. When Von Wehunt calls you, <laughs> folks, you stand and deliver the goods. I know you can. Contra, man, good to hear your voice. I mean, you were saying that we're, like, up in South Korea. That must be the U.S. military bases there. It's Tell us about be. some of your it's stats there with Contra Radio. Well, we had nobody in South Korea listening to the Contra Radio Network. No, I mean, none, 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 none. Did the first show, got a few from you uh, when I first appeared on the Von Weehunt show. The second one got more. Now we get more. So we are, uh, yes, for you guys and gals out there in the DMZ, know this. We're with you, man. You guys aren't alone. And believe me, we're hoping you guys don't have to uh, put into practice your professional training. God, that could happen, my friend. That I could very well and happen. I don't like it. And I don't like the idea. And I'll tell you why. Because the leadership in D.C. has gutted our military. They've turned into a giant social experiment. It's disgraceful. And, our, and, they, and they don't have to pay the price. The people in D.C. who make these decisions, it's not their kids in the military who are going to have to pay the price. That's so right. What, so what do they care? They, I mean, they don't care. In the meantime, no. I, and I hate, I, I hate to say this, brother. I hate to say it, but the fact of the matter is very simple. I don't believe this country is capable of fighting a two-front war. Our military has been decimated by stupid decisions, for example. Oh, you didn't get the vaccination? Oh, well, then you're out. You know, kiss my ass. In fact, kiss both sides of my ass. <laughs> I, just, I, I just can't. I can't. You know, I went, went, you know when, when I was in, I was in the Reagan military, and whatever we wanted, mm -hmm. we got. It was phenomenal then. Yeah. And the good thing was, Reagan was unpredictable, and that's what you know kept us all safe. And he right. and he didn't play games. 
and he armed our allies to the teeth, as he sh- as we should be doing now. Um, but now I look at it, and, I, and my heart goes out to these guys and gals out there. Whether you're on the NATO front or you're sitting on the DMZ tonight looking across, you know, wondering. But know this. The American people, the main people, the people that your parents, their parents, we support you. And we're looking out for you here. At least we're trying to. We are. And you're right, man. It's like uh, the DMZ. We we love our real, like our real military all over the world. Our military has been gutted. We have General yes. Milley walking around talking about white rage. Well, what the? you, you want to see a dose he, of white a, white rage? Keep doing what what you're doing, General. Uh, idiot. He, you know he's a fucking disgrace. Yeah. All these admirals that are for and generals of all the of all the branches I've been reading, they're for these anti-white um, seminars that are mandatory. If you're in the military, and if you're not gay or woke or bi, they don't want you. They don't want you. They they have made it crystal clear to me that they want a minority dominated military that is with a few whites that, and if you're not gay, woke, or bisexual, they don't want you to serve in the military. They're setting us up for failure. Overlord, what do you think? It's a social experiment gone absolutely to the lunatic fringe. You're absolutely right. You know, I don't care about a person's sexuality. Can they do the job? Basically, can you be a professional bullet stopper? Because that's what they're asking you to do. But to sit yeah. here and insist this indoctrination is, you know, I'm, I'm guessing General Patton and Eisenhower, even Westmoreland, they're all turning over in their graves right now doing revolutions. It's just unbelievable. And I just, I, and, and that idiot, uh, Lloyd, Secretary of Defense, God, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the brains God gave trees. This, <laughs> he doesn't, brother. He I'm doesn't. He doesn't, man. He really, really doesn't. Yeah, Millie, Millie, Millie's a fucking disgrace. Especially when we find out what happened with Trump. Yeah, there was an insurrection, but it wasn't the one the media is reporting. When you have a general saying, calling the uh, Chicoms. Tell them that if we're, if we're going to attack him, he'll call them first. Are you? It's like, are you out of your fucking mind? This is just. And then, and then, then we got the brainstem sitting in the Oval Office. You know, right? I guess I'll. You know, I, 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 let me run this by you. I want to see how this plays out. If mm-hmm. just give me a minute. Sure. If you believe the United States is the last stand for freedom in the in the world. Would it not make sense to arm our allies to the teeth? For example, we should uh, we should be arming Taiwan to the absolute maximum capability that we can. And we use those countries as outposts for to defend democracy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're sense. too busy giving arms to the uh, to the Ukraine. 
I've always said that half those arms, if not at least a good two-thirds, should be going to Taiwan. Why is everything going to Ukraine? Ah, now yeah, we're getting somewhere. Uh, well, they want those Chinese doctors, and they're afraid of the red Chinese more than they are of, you know, Zelensky or Putin. I agree. I Let me ask you this. Can you imagine the blackmail file, the size of that file that uh, <laughs> Chicom Intel has on the Biden crime family? Can you imagine oh. the size of that file? It's got to be astronomical. It's bulging. It is a oh, thick okay. file, my friend. Oh, it's got yes. to be. It's got to be. And they're going to load That's it over cool. them, and we all know what's happening in front of our very mm-hmm. eyes. You know? I mean, look, you said it best. I mean, either we defend what we call this democracy. Now, we all know that we're the American Republic. And by the way, I have to point this out, which you know, but most of our audience does not know. Uh, General Milley, for those of you in the radio audience, was appointed by, yours truly, President Trump. I hate, it's a fine point, but I have to bring it up. A lot of these woke generals and people are, were appointed by President Trump, some by Obama, but Trump did appoint some of them, and especially Milley, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And we all know, you know, like they say, it rolls downhill, right? So if the chairman is talking about white rage and he thinks every white guy is a Nazi in his military, well, first of all, that's a joke. Um, the Nazis have better things to do, I'm sure, than join a fagged-up military, to be blunt. Okay, that's, that's number one. I don't think, really, that's your biggest. Really? Really, man? You think not? No, come on. Come on. I mean, it's so stupid what they say. And you want to talk about Nazis? They're not lining up to join the military. They want to be part of a no, fagged-up military where they got to wear, you know, I mean, there's, they don't want to be around a, you know, a bunch of queers and fags and woke people that don't want to fight. I mean, you, we're not going to be able to win a war. I, I don't care what our technology is. They say, well, we are the greatest technology. Look, you still need fighters with the mentality to fight and warriors. If you don't have that, then you're going to be, I'm sorry, our military is going to get decimated. I hate to say it. I'm not, that's not what I want, folks. What you hear on my right. show and from Overlord is we can critique things on my show. We're more pro-America than all the people combined. I want a better country, a better government, and a better military. And we're not getting this. Crazy. No, we are not. I just look, and don't forget, Billy was educated at Columbia University. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I have I, – and, and you're right. Trump did appoint him. On the other hand, and Obama had some in there. But the thing of it is these clowns, they're looking at retirement. They want somewhere to go when they get done. And it's just disgraceful, yeah. absolutely disgraceful. I just can't stand it. The more I think about it, the more angrier I get. I said, you know, this is not the military I joined. I'm just absolutely – off Back in your day, we all look like my dad used to say. He'd say, "Son," <laughs> like that. He'd say, "Son, I love you." Here's a hundred. No, <laughs> he'd say, "Son, <laughs> kick his ass." Now, after he said all that, he'd say, "Son, the world's full of people." Okay, 
we don't have to like everybody, but everybody, if they are honorable to you and respectful to you, we will give them back that honor and respect or, you know, a a modicum of it just to, you know, be peaceful in the world and do our business and blah, blah, blah. Having said all that, all those initial pleasantries, I'm like you on one hand. I don't really care if someone's a gay or whatever or fag. Keep it in the closet. We don't need to know about it. We don't want to know about it. Do your job. Right. Shut the fuck up. And get out of our business. And when they, when the communists come over the border, you better be pulling your damn trigger. Because if you're not, my dad knew captains who'd shoot your ass in Vietnam. Pull the frickin' trigger. Don't just sit, sit like a dummy when you're being attacked. You're in the military. Either fight or get the f out. And that's how the American military used to be. Sure, there were. There were questionable people in the military, but they kept it to themselves. It was private. They don't want to see a heterosexual couple. Uh, you know, they, they won't let the uh, heterosexuals have a pride day in the military. So why should there be a homosexual pride day in the military? See what I mean? The heterosexuals can't have a parade on a Marine Corps base or an Air Force base or an Army base, but they let them do it. So it's an obvious agenda is what I'm driving at. And I think the agenda, right. this is my suspicious mind, overlord. They want to gut our military now. And what they're doing, they're softening, they are softening up America for the big red Chinese commie invasion or some kind of U.N. invasion or some kind of calamity. <laughs> Something down the road's coming, folks. It's obvious to me. That's why I tell you to get prepared. They're making America, they're setting us up for failure. And that's why oh. want to disarm you. And this is the only country that wants to disarm its people. You know, most countries want to arm their people up and keep their borders strong. We want to disarm our people, and we want the border to not be protected, and we, we want our military to be gutted, and they want to make it asinine, completely effed up asinine. And then they expect great things to happen. <laughs> it's a joke. Here, well, Real here, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. For our patriot friends our Patriot listeners, people with AR-15s don't get on cattle cars. <laughs> That's right. Do And it's a matter of control. You want to control a populace, you're going to have to disarm them. Good luck, especially in this country. Good luck. Now, the good thing is this, my friends. Now, the Chinese military has a few, has a few million members. The American public has 70 million armed patriots, and we know how to use our weapons. If they're going to invade, pack a lunch. It's going to be a long fucking day for you. And you know, um, We are the last and, and line of defense. And I tell Barlett, we we are. are it. It's not our oh, military. They've gutted that. They're going, to, they're going to be ordered to stand down. And like the police, they've oh. been told, and many of these, you, well, you saw it at Uvalde and other places, mm -hmm. when trouble comes to town, they are ordered to stand down, ask for backup, uh, check in with your commander, blah, 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 right? Blah, blah, blah. And there's no <laughs> time for that. It's just right. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They don't know what's going to hit them. 
overlord, if we're ever invaded, gloves are off, baby. And we, I tell people, if it, if it falls on our lap, no problem with one big caveat. When we win, we're not going to give it back to those bastards. No. If we have to fight, if they force our hand by some, and they're not going to do anything, guess what, baby? We're taking it all over. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. No I problem. Agree. I tell them, nope. I've got no problem fighting. In fact, real Americans love to fight. Bring it on, yes, baby. Decimate you know, them. But, but you know, I'm not look, doing it for free. Thing. We're not doing it for free, man. No more. No, look at the, We're going to get our pound of flesh. Take it all over. Look Take it all back, they say. Look at these millennials. They are, you know, they've, already, they've already said, well, you know, they wouldn't fight. They'd rather go somewhere else. They don't want to fight. Well, that's okay. We'll do it for you. Sure. And you, but you're not coming back. And for the, that's right. the politicians that got, that, got us, that got us into this, like you said, you're not going to be coming back. If anything, there's going to be a lot of rope and a lot of trees. And they will Yes, be and a lot of deportations out of here. Get out. Get out. You know Get out. Hold on. Hold on. We will tell that to people's you. faces. Get out of here. I'm being I nice. You. you think I'm being mean? I'm being nice when I'm yelling at you. Get out now while you can. I'd give them all a safe a passage. Idea. I'm not going to touch idea. a hair on their head. You know who you are. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I got an idea. When I was in, we had a Canadian citizen that was in our unit, and I didn't know this at the time, but he did. He said, if I serve in in the United States military and I'm discharged honorably, I become an American citizen. You know, this is the only country in the world which is so bad, so racist, so oppressive, that people are sneaking across the border to get into I'm saying, if we're so bad, why are you sneaking bad. in? You just, you just, they're, they're just right. walking in. It's crazy. My, 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 we're I, so I bad. My point was this: if you're an illegal and we have a war, and you and you volunteer to go in and fight, you survive, you come back, you're a citizen. You've earned it. You've earned the right. I have no problem with that. I. And that's what Rome used to do. You're a Roman citizen. You fought in battle. Right. You proved your worth. We can use right. a fighter like like you, and that's I have no problem with that whatsoever. But if we have to do it all and do all the dirty oh, work, oh, and oh. everybody stands down and plays all these, you know, pussy games, and we know, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. All these weed I know. games. Then we're like, hey, oh, I told them, I go, hey, I got, we, you're really gonna drop everything and do nothing. Well, that's on you. Don't expect right. me and us to do nothing. That's on you. And guess what? When you do that, we don't have to listen to you. We don't have to be lectured by you. We don't have to take right. any of your stupid orders. We will tell you to go pound sand. We will seize control. We will then you know, take on any U.N. army or anything like that that dares to come in here. And I do believe that's their master plan. They call it the Great Reset. They call, you know, the World Economic Forum. They 
I tell people, we are the last, it's not our government, it's the American people, the armed patriots. We are the ones they're talking about. We are the people that are the last bastion of freedom. Without us, oh, they could have rolled over America easily 20, 30 years ago. But the one thing they always bring up in any conversation, any of those, you know, those NATO diplomacy, I actually watch those, and I'll listen to the key, key words, and they always look down and go, the biggest problem right now are all these MAGA people are armed American patriots. They'll, they'll come out and say it. It takes them a while. After two hours of gobbledygook, psychobabble, you know, NATO, diplomacy, BS, whatever. They always come out and if you boil it all down, they go, well, we can't do anything until we take care of these American armed patriots first. And, that's the, and they know that's where the rubber meets the road. And I say to them, dude, we've been waiting for you guys for 20, 30 years. Come on, do your thing, baby. Bring it on. If Don't you're gonna care. Do it, do it. If you're going to do it, yes, do it. Because, yeah, because every year you wait, we just get stronger, you know. And here's something else. For, for you people out there, especially on the liberal leftists who are talking about they want a second civil war, know this. There will be no rules of engagement. Just fair warning. And I don't believe right. a lot of the military. I don't believe a lot of American military units are going to fall fall into the leftist side. Some will, but I think a lot of them are saying, "Yeah, mm, no, no." But yeah, so just bear that in mind. There'll be no rules of engagement if there's a war on American soil. Putting that out there. We don't want that. And I've told you, we don't want that. But I always say, if it falls in our lap, if you force our hand, will you? They always say, don't the leftists always walk up to your, to your place or any neighborhood in America? It could be mine in Arizona. Mm-hmm. They, they always say, out of your house and into the streets. Out of your house and into the streets. Well, my answer to that is very simple. If you want me to drop what I'm doing and come out in the streets, I'm not going to come out happy, and you better be very careful what you freaking wish for. Because when, when, when we come out of our houses and out of the woods and out of the mountains and out of the gridirons of America and into the streets, which the militant leftists say they want, we're not going to be nice. And we don't have to be nice. You haven't earned no, anything don't. from us. We will give you no quarter when we come out. Okay. Now we're out. Now you're on our turf. How I look at it, you're on my turf, and we're very vicious and territorial. And I'll leave it at that. Very territorial. So now you woke up a sleeping giant in your own country, and you better watch your. You better watch what happens because you better be careful what you wish for. I mean, we want to look. I want. I always tell people I'm a peace-loving guy. I think peace through strength is the way to go. I think peaceful situations are much better. Right now, we're in an information propaganda war. We have to reach a lot more people. But the militant leftists, you're right, they want a civil war. But I I don't, but they do. But if they do, I'll go, okay, okay. I'm like Pontius Pilate wiping my hands in the bowl going, this is what your people want. It's not what I want. It's what you want. And when when that happens, the earth will shake and tremble, my friend. When we go out on It'll the street, there will be no talking. There will be no talking. 
It'll be all action. Just action. Is this what you want? Just a, I agree. So be Just action. We're not going to talk. That's We're right. not going to negotiate. You can wring your hands, gnash your teeth, cry, wail. I don't care. You want upon your head. That's right. We'll That's give right. it to you. You keep pissing off. Right. You keep pissing off middle America. You keep pissing off the middle class. You keep tearing us down, threatening us. You know, and I hate. I I can't. I can't stand Antifa. Every time they get their ass kicked, I just giggle in glee with it. It's like good. But you know, they you know they haven't been on the streets lately. But I mm-hmm. assure you that they'll be back right. out there. Well, you know, I always tell people in life, be careful what you wish for. I don't ever want a civil war in this country because I don't want mm. random people to shoot at me and my friends. Now, in a civil war, right. random people will shoot you, hunt you down, and it'll be crazy, right? It'll be crazy town. Well, Times well, a thousand, be, actually, exponential. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's not going to so be a geographical. And so when it gets to that no. level, that's like Mad Max, apocalyptic mm-hmm. You know, Mel, Mel Gibson there in the movie with the sawed-off shotgun. It'll be crazy town like that. It's not going to be nice. I like Mel. Civil wars are never nice. And I tell people, Overlord, oh, look at the American Civil War. We've already had a big one. We've had mm-hmm. several minor ones. But look at that big one. Now, most Americans mm-hmm. don't know that back then with our technology, only oh. – well. Back then, it was huge. A million people died, and about mm-hmm. half a million more were were uh, wounded in the young country. But a million people was a hell of a lot of people in 1865. Well, back then, yeah. Well, that yeah, was, was a hell of a lot of people. That decimated massive. the country. And like I always say, the South has never really truly recovered. After the Civil no, War, and the North has kept them down. Through many decades. You could argue that construction has never really ended to begin with. Some say it ended in Oh, yeah. They're still building up up the south. They are. They really are. uh, But the the thing of it is, if you really want to look at it, the manufacturing is now all in the south. But a a, Civil War 2.0 will have nothing to do with geographical boundaries anymore. It will be literally neighborhood against neighborhood. And, and, you know, those that are armed, great. You'll survive. Those that aren't, eh, not so much. As far as I'm concerned, the farmers, if they were, most farmers are conservative. If the farmers really wanted to, and the truck drivers, they put their little compact heads together, and they come up with a great idea. We're not shipping anything else into the cities, into Democrat-run cities. You starve them out, and you make them. You make them capitulate. That's right. That's right. That's exactly what they would do. Too many liberals sit there, and they think that their food comes from the grocery stores. No morons. It comes from the farmers. And when the farmers get pissed off, you better be on the side of the farmers because they're the ones that are going to feed you. And they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But too many people in, the, in these blue cities are just, I don't know where, where they're getting their information. I don't, know where, I don't know why they even bother. But they do. And unfortunately, they're well, the rest of the country. Your average Democrat, this, this is my psychoanalysis of them. Let me, let me run it to, to past you here, Overlord. 
They think Give they're the me. smartest people in the room. Your average oh, Democrat thinks, I'm the anointed one. I am the enlightened one. Only I, <laughs> with my keen eye for things and my, my ability to look at the liberal uh, agenda, and only I can decipher it, and I, only I know what's good for you and you in America. And I think anybody else that drives a tractor or God forbid you're a welder or say you own a gun, you have a pickup truck with a gun rack. They look down on those people and go, oh, they're just – that's just that blue-collar scum. I, I, I'll that's have nothing rude. to do with those people. I'm far superior and far smarter than them. That's how your average Democrat thinks we know farmers make the food. It's the blue-collar man that built the country. And that right. welded things together and built things and your bricklayers and your carpenters, your guys that were contractors, the guys that drive trucks, big trucks for food oh, and yeah. supplies and small trucks for building things. They are the ones, they are the backbone of the You're country. Right. It's not the right. pinhead liberal wearing a pastel colored sweater living in some big old mansion or something, looking down on everybody. That guy, that's that guy is just a scumbag in disguise. And he hates real well, America. He hates the real people that built it. And he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out a way to um, live in a different world. But guess what? I always tell him, this is the world that you were born into. You either like it, and if you don't like it, Nobody cares. Not my problem. But if you're in my way, we're going to let you know loud and clear, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And you know what? One of the things I always we'll let you know, know is with uh, proper when I had, when I had the proper groups, and that was, I said, get your plumbers, get your electric, your electricians, get those people in the trades in your group because they know how to make things. Yes. They know how to make it work. I said. Forget these people who think they're intellectually superior because they're not. They haven't. A, they haven't the first clue how the real world works. And when they get kicked in the ass by it, they you know the tears start flowing and the wailing and gnashing of teeth and the wringing of the hands. You know what? Kiss my ass. <laughs> exactly. It's crocodile tears too. You know. Oh God, they're not even real. So I true, know. man. I know. But I they are just, I they are what's bringing America down. And in that great show, right. Man in the High Castle, showing an alternate, you know, mm-hmm. um, parallel universe of America. Right. There's a great That's quote a great in there. That's the, the, the biggest sin you have, America, as I've told you before, is your weakness. Weak. Weak physically. You're weak mentally. You're weak on in every genre, every item I can think of, weak. You know, there's not, we need a nation of stronger people, just stronger in all categories. We don't need more weaklings. We don't need more dumbed-down people. We don't need more people who have opted for, you know, cultural Marxism and liberalism to save their ass. They're already gone. Well, look at them, you're already off the reservation. You're already gone. And the things you want to happen, if they were really to happen, I tell a few of them, and they go up and they go, huh? Como senor? I go, yeah, yeah. Get this, senor. If you want a civil war, 
don't don't come whining to me because uh look you're the first ones that are going to be wiped out what do you mean i go no no listen first of all your people use you as a useful idiot and we all know in communist circles that if these communists take out their own people first now that's your first fear not for me from your own people they don't trust you because they know you're a turncoat. If you'll turn on America, you'll turn on their a country too. And you're called a useful idiot. You're lined up against the wall by the red communists, Bolsheviks. They wipe you out first. The ones that escape, well, then you fall into our hands. Good luck there too, kid. <laughs> Best of luck to you, kid. Correct. I go, don't let the door hit you on, on the ass there. And, uh, you know, by the way, you don't even own a gun. So what are you going to do? What are you really going to do? Think about it. I know you can't think beyond your nose, but see, these people are called educated fools. It was a term that I'm bringing back that my father and mother and and education's wonderful. I'm all for higher education. It's got nothing to do with it, but we have too many people with, they'll say I have three, four, five degrees and I make uh, 10 grand a year. Uh, Why can't you give me, you know, they, they uh, complain. Well, they've been in school for so many years. They're a professional student. They're not really a worker bee. They're not really a widget guy, a machinist in a factory. They don't build anything of value. All they've done all their life is go to college. And don't get me wrong, I love college. I had a great time. I love the college experience. But it's not for everybody. At the end of the day, you've got to have what's called academics, right? And I'm all for the trade schools. I say this. We need more people that know trades in this country. And by the way, if you're oh, a young guy out there, I know a lot of you guys have emailed me, I'm not doing well, my job on, what should I do? I'm telling you right now, me and over the Lord will tell you, learn a freaking trade. If you don't have the aptitude or the ability or whatever, the money to go to a college, I get it. To hell with that, then the hell with college. Go to your trade school. This country, you can make You'll a make damn good living right now if you're – they're screaming for people. For example, up here from Northern California to the Washington border, get your ass up here around your own people. Become a painter, a bricklayer, a welder. Everyone I talk to goes, man, we need more people. We need more people. We're hiring. Right. But we, they got to learn a basic trade. You know, start doing that. I mean, Absolutely. come on, cement work. Get your hands dirty. Build up the country. There's still a lot of country that needs to be built up. They need guys, oh, yeah. for example. I talked to a guy I was gassing up. He, uh, they run an Internet cable uh, through parts of uh, Oregon. Get out there with the trees and the redwoods, man. Line up the cable. Build it, you know. Come on. I mean, he goes, man, we're hiring. We need 300 people, and we don't know where, where to uh, get them. Well, I said, I'm doing a radio show. I'll put it out there for you. Right. Look into it. It's just there's I'm things telling. that people can do, and they and they, I think they're paying a starting salary uh, of around sixty grand. Oh yeah, easy. and you're and you're a trainee making that. Not and bad cash. You have no college debt. You have no college debt. Zero college debt. You're making money the first week, and they pay weekly. And there's a lot yeah, of companies that are, that are alike, like that, all over the place. Yeah, they're out there. Crazy, and man. They're screaming for people. They're screaming for people. Yeah. Absolutely. Learn screaming. a trade, guys. You don't have to get a degree in basket weaving or philosophy. 
Um, though the parties are great, I will admit it. <laughs> but no, you, know, like, you can party anywhere. As long as you're making the money, I say that's what a lot of guys should do. Get out of your fast food job. If you don't find anything better, learn a trade. You know, not everybody can uh, hit. Don't think you're going to hit the lottery. I know a lot of you guys are thinking. You're, and we're, we're going to talk about this on the Bastard Show. A lot of you guys think, I don't have to do anything. I'm going to find a rich woman. Well, I got news for you, buddy. Rich women, they don't want to marry you, okay? Rich That's women right. marry rich guys. They stay in the same class, typically. Yes, so they they're not going to reach down to your level and say, I want to marry you because you're Mr. Wonderful. Get that thought out of your head, okay? <laughs> I keep hearing that for these millennial guys. They're, they're looking to be saved by some – by some heiress to the coffee fortune or I don't know what. Crazy. Oh, God. It's not going to happen. It's a pipe dream. Never going to happen. Rich marry the rich. Middle marry the middle. Poor marry the poor. That's 99%. Are there exceptions? You bet there are. But not often in life. Not very often. No, not very Unless often. Unless you're Mr. Wonderful like me and Overlord. We are Mr. Wonderful, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what are your final thoughts to America, my good friend? Oh, America, I love you, man. I'm, oh, and I understand in uh, Maricopa County they finally decided that uh, they can't uh, manufacture any more votes. So Kerry Lake is the winner. So that just came yes. over about an hour ago. But you know damn well they were looking for votes, but they can't manufacture that many. Anyways, America, I love you. Make no mistake about it. And I want to um, implore all, all, of, all of your listeners, come to Contra Radio Network. This is the platform we got the Von Wehunt show on. We were lucky enough to get him. Give all our hosts a try. You'll find some. In fact, I got a new guy on. I don't know if you know him. Uh, his name is Eric Dieters, and I believe he's running for governor in Kentucky. He's got a show. He, he just loves uh, giving cool. permission to I'll on. check him out. I'll check him. I he, love hearing some new shows, man. Love that. I, and your I like network has got a lot of good ones. So We've got some real whack jobs, and they are fun to listen to, <laughs> especially especially the prepper guy, Mark Boyle. He's down in your neck of the woods, down in uh, Benson. <laughs> oh, love he it. Is, you know, I mean, you think he's in right field? No, he's beyond the right field wall. He is out there, and he is a lot of fun, and I really, I really like the guy a lot. But I'm telling you, we've got some good shows. I would, see, I would like to, see, I want the Von Wehunt show to go to twice a week, maybe three times a week, because it's so good. Tuning you in on Contra Radio Network, my friend. You're, every week, that. You're, getting more and more, you're getting more and more downloads every week. Every week. God. Yes. Yes, I love Kick it. Kick ass. It is. And because... It's awesome. I and you know what? We very well might... Um, I am, yeah, we may need to get to expand the show a little bit. Uh, I've got, there's so much in my head, and what you and I talked about, I could do a show every night. But there are some things that I've got to get done to. I've got to prep myself, man. For Armageddon, the Civil War, or Red Dawn America. you got to be ready for anything. Or just some whack job down, down the street that wants to take over your Safeway. <laughs> okay. Either yeah, way, they're going to have a big problem. If, if they're if they're if they're looking for trouble, Overlord, I think you would agree with this. They came to the right place, my friend. Oh you know? yes. 
Oh, yes, I agree 100%. But, America, thanks for listening to Contra Radio Network. I really appreciate it. And I think it's growing, um, and I'll tell you why, my friend. Not just because of your show. I mean, it helped out a lot. I, I was surprised when the numbers jumped. But I want to say this. We're talking about things that people want to hear. We're not talking about aliens in space abducting. We're not talking about UFO sightings. We're talking about stuff that actually truly matters. And that's the difference. God, I love so that. Gonna, now, give the folks your um, your website again for Contra Radio. Hey, you want to come listen? check out all our shows? It's uh, crn.best. crn.best. It'll take you right to the platform there. And you can list all the shows. As, as I get them and I publish them, boom, they're there. Uh, this show will be on no later than tomorrow morning because I got I know the eternal German here needs to get his, uh, not his act together, but he has to get his wits back and start publishing it himself. And then I get it, and then I publish it. So you people, oh, hey, did you, get, did you read that message I sent to you on Gab? I haven't had time yet, my friend, but I will oh, tonight. Check it out. Check it out. Because I, I will like it. I will. I am behind the eight ball on on some uh, voicemails and messages, but I always catch up. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Um, just so you know, we've got um, uh, Don Lowry. He's going to be producing a new ad stinger for CRN. And when you go to Gab, you'll see the uh, message I left for you. I think you'll like it. In fact, I think we shortened it up a little bit more, but you'll oh, like cool. it. I think you'll like it when you see it, man. And then uh, I if you can't wait it, to see that. If and if you want to use it, it's free for you to use. Of course, I'm going to send it to you if you want it. No big deal. If you don't want to, that's cool too. I get it. But you just tell me what. And um, he should have it produced and done by Saturday, I think. So I will get it over to you. If you want, yeah. Oh, thank we'll, we'll you. Let you thank it. you, Overlord. It'd be something. Love really that, cool. man. Have a great night. Thank you for calling the Von Wien Show. We love your candor and your uh, wit and wisdom. Great comments, <laughs> my friend. Always. We'll talk soon. You know hey. it. Thank you for having me. We'll talk to you. Anytime. Thank you, Overlord. Overlord, folks uh, of Contra Radio Network. And the acronym for that is CRN. CRN dot best. Best programming in the world. My show is on it. A lot of good shows, a lot of interesting shows. Well, we talked about the military and everything else tonight. Great chat room, by, by the way. Lively tonight. Great comments. I'm going to mention some of those on, on the air. But um, our military back in the day sounded, well, sounded a little bit like this. Everybody turned up, got shot. Some they buried alive. All right. Colonel. Green, what is that button on your body armor? A peace symbol, sir. Where'd you get it? I don't remember, sir. What is that you've got written on your helmet? Born to kill, sir. You write born to kill on your helmet and you wear a peace button. What's that supposed to be, some kind of sick joke? No, sir. What is it supposed to mean? I don't know, sir. You don't know very much, do you? No, sir. You better get your head and your ass wired together or I will take a giant shit on you. Yes, sir. Now answer my question or you'll be standing tall before the man. I think I was trying to suggest something about the duality of man, sir. The what? The duality of man, the Jungian thing, sir. 
Whose side are you on, son? Our side, sir. Don't you love your country? Yes, sir. Then how about getting with the program? Why don't you jump on the team and come on in for the big win? Yes, sir. Son, all I've ever asked of my Marines is for them to obey my orders as they would the word of God. We are here to help the Vietnamese because inside every gook, there is an American trying to get out. It's a hardball world, son. We've got to try to keep our heads until this peace craze blows over. Aye, aye, sir. That's how the old military was, whether you like it or not. That's exactly how it was. That's a little uh, promo somebody sent me from um, Full Metal Jacket. Great, great movie. Well, I think if you like that movie, you might also remember this. Very possible. Where the hell are you from anyway, Private? Sir, Texas, sir! Holy dog shit! Texas only steers and queers come from Texas, Private Cowboy. And you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are puke. You are the lowest form of life on Earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. I am hard, but I am fair. There is no racial bigotry here. I do not look down on niggers, dykes, wops, or greasers. Here you are all equally worthless. And my orders are to weed out all non-hackers who do not pack the gear to serve in my beloved guard. Hey, you maggots understand that. Yes, one of the one of the greatest movies ever, Full Metal Jacket. Um, look, we're not really here to offend anybody, but if, if you are offended, I always tell people you came to the right place because you are the equal opportunity offender. We spare no one, trust me. Everyone sooner or later will get it. Um, from uh, white conservatives 
to, um, you know, Hispanics or Asians or anybody, blacks. Um, we don't really want to offend anybody. We are just having some fun. So um, if you're overly sensitive, this is not the show for you. If you're a child out there, um, please turn the channel, listen to Nickelodeon, or listen to your parents if they even tell you to do anything. Um, if they're not trying to be your buddy or your friend. Uh, look, we're all in this together, right? That's what they tell us. We're all in this together. Well, we try our best to uh, make America safe and secure for everybody. We'll take some liberties on the show. We'll, oh, we'll uh, stub the noses of some people. We'll tweak some other things and have a little fun, have a little levity. We can't stand this PC world. Don't like it, never liked it. I never signed up for it, so I don't really vouch for it. How about those apples? If you don't like that, then turn the channel. We don't. I'm not looking for there to be uh, millions of people who don't like the show. If you don't like the show, I prefer being smaller, actually. Get small or get large, really up to you, right? The thing is, is uh, we're not looking to be the biggest show. A lot of people miscons. They think, oh, you're a radio. You're trying to be the biggest show. Because in America, big means successful, right? Well, I'm a little bit different. I mean, your Germanic warlord, General von Wehen, says, we're not trying to be the biggest show. We're trying to be the best show. And the best show, I always say, is in the eye of the beholder. Correct? Comprende, senor? I thought so. Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. No excuses for putting America first. Von Wehunt, the Barbarian, Thursday at 8 p.m. Another cool promo. The Von Wehunt Show. Conversation and analysis of breaking news, geopolitical events, politics, history, and some fun, too. Von Wehunt is an astute observer of the human condition. Von Wehunt will cut through the political correctness and speak bluntly about the social, political, and economic demise taking place in America and around the world. Von Wehunt is a nationalist who, without shame, puts America first. Von Wehunt, the Barbarian. Thursday at 8 p.m. And here's one more for you. It's not the Twilight Zone. Well, not yet anyway. You have reached the Von Weekend Show instead. This is Rod Sterling from the Twilight Zone, a place of sight and sound, now telling you to tune in to the Von Weehan Show that's on in the evening, the dark of night. The night gallery is 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. To tune in to hear real talk, get your dose of the Von Weehan Show and the reality of what's going on in our world. God, I love that. Very, very cool. Well, it's time for another call here. We're going to get, um, we got about five on the board. I will pick out somebody who hasn't been on the show for a few weeks, Brett the Surfer, and then we'll uh, chime in with him for a little bit. And um, we got Irish Pirate out there, Lincoln, from Flyover Country, a few others. Um, but, um, well, let's go ahead, and I think we're going to get Brett the Surfer on with this song. Oh. 
Play a little retro '60s there for you. Yeah, yeah. Look at that strawberry that, alarm clock, right man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> love that name. You know, it's kind of where I think a lot of people want to be is you know, strawberry alarm clock state of mind. You know. Yeah, but they uh, do. They do. America <laughs> is on drugs. America is stoned off its gourd. Up here, I'm in the Pacific Northwest on the Oregon coast, and. Uh, there are some people up here in Northern California too. Say, hey, hey, bro, hey, bro, how's, how's it going, bro? Uh, you want uh, what, a smoothie? Is that it, bro? Uh, yeah, yeah, I want a smoothie, uh, banana, strawberry, please. Make it a double. Hell, why not? Live a little. Oh, yeah, all right, bro. Yeah, Thanks, just, bro. Just don't don't know that cash uh, card, bro. Hey, bro. And the guy's wearing his sandals. <laughs> You know, his shark tooth chain will look tough and uh, pretty funny, actually. Yeah. But they can't break a five, yeah. Brett. They can't break a five and count change. And then when, until America will never redeem itself, Brett, until America can count change again to a customer Brain like me damage. and you. Until yeah, that, right. you know that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They're brain damaged yeah. fools. You cannot count change. Pitiful. But what are your thoughts tonight, man? Well, we, I just think I just think it's just we're just in times that it, it you know it just sometimes blows my mind the fact that uh, we got Russia at war with Ukraine, we've got China now. After Pelosi just basically goes over there, you know, and and I mean, I you know it, it, it's something you know I don't I don't I don't think we should you know not support Taiwan. I mean, we definitely need them, but it, it is, I, I thought a long time ago that China with, with Russia going into Ukraine, that they would eventually go into Taiwan. And, and you know what, it, it really is starting to look like that. Uh, just like Russia got all their tanks on the border and everything. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of scary. It's scary times, you know, and, and they, they, it's funny they're just talking about uh, Brittany Griner, you know, and her nine years that she she's uh, going to do. Um, you know that you know in this state, how are we going to have any pull really to sway Russia? You know, <laughs> it doesn't seem like they want to listen to anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and neither does China, you know. So uh, I don't know, I don't know. We're we're in somewhat perilous times, so. To be inside of a strawberry alarm clock might might be the way that people want to exist right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, I think so, man. I think they just want to you know curl up in a fetal position and go into a strawberry alarm clock somewhere. You know, can't really blame them. You know, we, it's yeah, so bad. Yeah. It's I tell people I just cringe. It's so bad. It's actually funny. Um, I never thought I'd see the things in America in my lifetime, in my short lifetime that have already happened. I never thought that uh, we'd have a, you know, a black Muslim president. I never thought. If you would have told me that in 19, I would say, screw you. 
never going to happen. Well, it happened. I never thought we'd have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs talk about white rage constantly and try to make his military branches all gay and woke and queer and weird. Now, we, we support the real patriots out there in the military. We know they're out there, and they've been muzzled, and we know that. And the same with our police yes, forces. We have all these so-called leaders who want to, I always say they want to make the extreme social agenda mainstream. And a lot of these guys, you know, have been around for a while. You know, Millie was appointed by Trump. I bring that point up a lot to people. Hate to say it, but yeah. I speak truth to power, no, man. No, I, I will bring no, these things I, up. Nobody else does. I mean, you can't. You Where, can't just why did Millie get his position? Think... <laughs> I tell people, how did he, exactly. how did he get there yeah. and go from there? Your well, thoughts. you can't. You can't just be in the cult of Trump. You, you've got to think independently. You can't just say, oh, anything Trump backs is great. You know, that that's I like I loved his policies. I, I think he had some really good policies. Um, I think we're yeah. in the state that we are now uh, because of Biden. Um, there are a lot of things that, that he can't control, but a lot of his policies do control things that are going on today. And, uh, you know, um, and like you said, you know, you said Trump it show, was, you know, if Trump runs again, I'm, of course I'm going to vote for him mm-hmm. if that's the only choice. What am I going to go for? Right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, I voted for him, and I'm and I'm proud of my vote. Yeah. I know, but I always tell people, I say Biden's so bad, um, you know, he's you know he's doing things that are far far worse than Trump or any of our presidents combined. Uh, we will we'll never get a perfect president in this current system anyway. We have to sort of yeah. slog through this political process, and I mean slog. I mean, you know, we're like, you know, slug voters. We show up like slugs and then vote and press the button and leave the place. And I always do the sign of the cross, and uh, my fingers are crossed. My yeah. rabbit's foot is in my pocket, and I go, I mean, God, it, please don't it? nuke America. Please don't <laughs> let us go the way of the – of the, uh, you know, don't, don't you know let us I mean, be Alderaan, the planet from the movie Star Wars is blown up, you know? Well, I'm a Catholic, you're a Catholic, and it just makes me sick that, that Biden is a Catholic, Pelosi's a Catholic, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. But I'm an old Roman-style guy. I'm not the new, I'm an exactly. old Roman. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. Uh, believe in conquest. I uh, Whips. Beating back our enemies <laughs> with the sword. That's yeah. the kind I am. I'm the old Roman style. I'm not right. this a new right. style. This new kind uh, completely sucks, you know. But oh, um, yeah, it is totally what it is, rigid. man, you know. I'm many things yeah. to many people as you are. The thing is, is uh, look, um, we're in a mess, my friend. We are in a mess, yeah, and, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't. It's uh, scary, but you know, you know, and like you believe, I believe, we just have to have hope and and realize that that you know you still live your life and you live with excitement and energy and you know and and that's all you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Let's hope. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Good man, I thought I had lost you there. Sorry. 
Great. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Brett, it's just one of those things in life where um, we're in dire straits. I tell everyone to get ready and to prepare. And uh, look, the, the the news folks is going to slog on through. These uh, midterm elections will slog on through. And we'll be talking here in another year probably about the same issues. hate to say it. They just get re-churned and refabricated, and that's fine because I know what's coming after that, you know. So yeah, scrap yourselves yeah. in, folks. Put that crash helmet on. <laughs> Be ready for it, it, anything yeah. that happens, man. And the Chinese exactly. boast that they can drop 100 million paratroopers into America. They boast about this. Hey, now, this is what they say, not, I mean, what, not what I'm saying. I didn't saying. hear that. I didn't hear them say Their that. Their Chinese generals boast they can drop 100 million paratroopers into America when they want to, when they decide. Wow. Well, that's a lot of paratroopers. Let's just say that's yeah. all bluster, and let's just say it's 10%, which is what I always say. Let's just say it's just 10%. That's still 10 million freaking Chinese paratroopers. Who knows? They got a 1.2 billion people, yeah. and they've been gearing up for 20 years for war. I wouldn't put anything past those Chicom bastards. Yeah, and they're. I would take them at their too, word. Yeah. If you know what, if I was president, I would march in the Pentagon, line up all the generals. I want them all lined up, and I want the cameras rolling. I would tell the media, line them all up, general to colonel. I'd walk in there, be riding my horse. Roman Emperor style. I say, you're all fired. Pack your bags and get the fuck out of my war pentagon. <laughs> now, get the F out of here. Yeah. That my Praetorian Guard, you know. with their bayonets affixed, to shoot or kill anybody that disagrees with me. Get out now. <laughs> I want you all gone. Here's your papers. Sayonara. Get the hell out of here. I'd hire a whole new officer corps, and I would personally approve them after they went through a vetting process. I'd say, if you're a major, if I like you, you're now a lieutenant colonel. If you were a lieutenant colonel, you're now a full board colonel. And if you're a colonel, maybe I'll make you a brigadier general. How about those apples? I'd go into the ranks, find the younger guys that are lean and hungry, promote them. And get rid of all these mm -hmm. strange fellow travelers that are in our Pentagon, our war room, our situation room. To hell with them. I've had enough of that yeah. crap. Yeah. I, yeah. You think I mean, I'm kidding? I, I wish, I'm not I kidding, would, my friend. No, I, I <laughs> would be. I, I just, unfortunately, <laughs> though, you know, the reality is, is that. I don't think that would happen. You know, that would be that would be oh, pretty yeah. awesome. It's but, but it. Yeah. It would it would be awesome because because it would be so awesome, but because it would be so awesome, I'll never get the power to do that. But that's in my mind, <laughs> and among among other things, I'd be getting rid of people that have been up there for twenty, thirty. You know, I would say you earned your pension. Shut the f up. Take your check. Get the f out of here. Go. Don't want you. Don't need you. You're not a warrior. You're not. <laughs> And I, I only want warriors in my military. I do not want you desk pussies in my military, to be blunt. Get the hell out of here. 
We're going back, yeah, you know, my friends. That's, that's, We're going back to the future, one way or another. Can, Enough's enough. I mean, can you imagine if there was something like that that happened? I mean, and then they have a draft. I mean, I, that would, that kind of blows my mind when I think of that. That like that's another thing. Like you, you would never think in your lifetime that we may have another draft, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, God forbid. My my thing is, do you really want to draft these people, these millennials on the streets? You know, wait, really? They can't count change. Uh, yeah. At a McDonald's. Yeah. How can they fire a missile accurately? They're going to just – what they're going to do – I know what they're going to do. They're going to F up all the coordinates, and they're going to fire the missile back at us and go, oops. Then they'll get mad if we yell at them. They'll yeah. cry. They'll have a therapy <laughs> class. And then yeah, they'll bring in a social, yeah. you know, a social worker to say, you, you, you really shouldn't have yelled at your soldier. Your soldier's just trying to you know what is, you know what? Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, well, guess what? Is... Dallas is nuked. So, so screw you, too. You know, Dallas uh, is on fire. Phoenix is on fire. I would say, yeah, well, you're, you know, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't yell at him. He's just trying to bake your king. <laughs> Don't you understand? Yeah, I do, Grandma. So shut up, get out of my office. I got to deal with the fires now. That your millennial or your Generation Z, Z squared, has screwed it all up. Oh, now there's what? a lot you, of good millennials out there, and don't get me wrong, Brett. You will testify to right. this. There are a lot of good young. We have a lot of listeners who are millennials, so I'm not trying to offend. We there are some good ones that are out there, but the problem is you're few and far between. Let's be honest. The vast majority of that generation can't read or write or count change. They're well-meaning. I'm not saying they're bad people. They're not evil. You know, but a lot of them just don't have well, the – and a lot of it is, too. one, they don't want to learn, but, two, they haven't been taught. So, I mean, I try to be fair about mm-hmm. these things. But a lot of them don't care, and they don't want to learn anything beyond the video game anyway. And, and the one the thing I've noticed thing about them I'm, – I'm the great observer – they lack hustle. They don't have the initiative. Mm-hmm. They don't show drive. Now, my dad used to look at yeah. me when I was a kid. He would tell my mom and go, Von Weehunt, chip off the old bus. He's got more damn drive in that boy than anybody I've ever seen. He's got the drive, internal drive. No one ever had to tell me to do a lot. I just did it. I wanted to do it. I was motivated. I have motivation. A lot of people lack that. I don't understand why, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it can just be years and years of uh, of uh, brainwashing that's been going on. And the, I don't know. I don't know. Just just a lack of motivation. It's a, and, and, you know, maybe that's that's been the plan for the last 20 years, 30 years. And now – they mm-hmm. figure, okay, now they're ripe for the picking. Now we're going to do it. Cause, and then that's where the reality will be that are going to stand up, the people who are prepped, who are prepared, that are going to have to, who have, who have gold, who, have, who are ready, you know, for an invasion, which, you know, you, you really, you know, you should always have that in the back of your mind, you know. Nothing is, you know, <laughs> you, you can't just be, <laughs> you know. You know, and I, I think we were raised that way when well. I was kid. We were taught 
you know, I told you my scout masters were Vietnam vets and people, and, the, and, yeah. and you know, my teachers in, in school were like Green Berets and stuff. Not all of them, but a lot of them were. And I remember these, these guys, and they said, you kids better be ready. It's going to happen. It's going down in your lifetime. Remember this guy, Mr. Creepy, yeah. like 50 <laughs> kills under his belt. Love that guy. Middle school principal would look at me in the eye and say, it's coming down, kids, on your watch. You better – me and him would talk about war. I used to love, love those guys. They would talk. Now they'd be fired. They'd be right out of school. How dare you tell kids about you taking out Charlie and positions and – Oh man, it was. You know, yeah. he, he'd, he'd smoke a cigarette in his office while he's talking to me. Love that ashtray. Yeah. You know, he's just talking to me like matter of fact, and I go, "Yeah, you do what you had to do, man." I respect. Yeah, him. and you know what? He's you you would man. you would think, yeah, in a way though. Back then, you'd think, "Yeah, he's a little off his rocker, man." But I love know, those guys. I mean, with the rocker guy normally about, have it right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, since the late 60s, I mean, um, everything that has gone down, you know, until now, maybe, you know, I mean, I mean, I was born in 66, you know, probably when that Strawberry Alarm Clock song came out. But uh, I mean, uh, you know what? I mean, it's, it's interesting that nothing in the 70s, the late 60s, the 70s, we were never, we weren't at you know, the Cold War in the early 60s was the Bay of Pigs. That was the closest that we we got, you know, with with a kind of a nuclear exchange. But now, man, to think that we're on the, the verge of a war with China and Russia, and Russia saying, well, back whatever China does, you know. It's I know, just, uh, I know, it's crazy. surreal, you know. It's hard to believe, it is. but, you know. It is. We're here, man. We're living it. Brett, thanks so much for calling the show, big guy. Love talking to you, my thanks, friend. Brother. Keep on surfing, man. Keep the faith, brother. You know what? Keep right. on keep on thanks, rocking, fine. man. All right, brother. The otter. Just kidding. Thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, Brett. Let's get on. Uh, we'll get on the Irish Pirates here. Let's, um, let me find an appropriate song for Lincoln from Flyover Country here. Here we go.
Yeah, man. What's going on? <laughs> good chat room tonight. A lot of good points. Oh, yeah. I try to, I, I try to keep it lively in there. <laughs> I want yes, to, I want you did, man. That, uh, I appreciate I want, that. I want the prick for- I want the prick from last week. I guess I missed that. I want the prick from from then to come back because I like to bully people in chat. So I want him to come back. Don't ban him. Just let me bully him until he leaves. <laughs> yeah, I want you guys to bully him. Sure. You guys can – I mean, nobody was bullying him, and I saw him, and I know who he is. And um, he's just being a wise ass. And I go, no, I'm not going to have you. I think I blocked him on Gab or something a while back, for, and then the story goes, and he's some nutcase. And he came on, he found the show, and this will happen once in a while. They'll just send on the show, chat room, and they'll normally say, well, it's public square. No, this is not the public square. I own it. I will control it, and if I don't like him in there, if you guys don't beat him up quickly and pummel him, I'll just go out, out off the stage. <laughs> so next time, be, be my guest. Hit him hard. <laughs> Yeah, I, I miss that. I, I enjoy messing with people in, in chat like that. I, I like to have fun with them. Uh, it's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, they deserve it. They deserve it, man. But, hey, uh, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, you guys were talking about Trump and what. And I'm not going to harp on this. I know you don't like harp on this. You guys were talking about, you know, Millie and how Trump appointed Millie, which Trump did appoint Millie. And, you know, what coworkers and shit like, you know, these just normie conservative types ask them, like, you know, Every time I ask him, you know, random conservative, you know, they hate General Milley. But when I ask him who put Milley there, they always say Biden. And I say, nope. And they say, Obama. Nope. Nope. Bush? Nope. <laughs> it was your guy Trump that, you know, you worship Trump, but you hate every single person he appointed, basically, like Bolton and Milley. And right. <laughs> so I don't get it. Well, you know, I I you know, like I Trump, like, and I tell you, I voted for him twice, right? So. I, he's not perfect at all. He's a politician to me. But when he came out, I liked the 2016 Trump a lot better than the 2020 Trump, I always tell people. And so you got to kind of, you know, look, he's, he's a man at the end of the day. He's made his decisions on who he's going to appoint, policies he's going to do. I don't agree with everything the guy does. It doesn't mean I don't like him. You ever had a friend that you don't, you know, you don't like everything they do, but they were your friends? Kind of like that. I mean – I'm sure if I went to school with Trump, me and him would get along great. But it doesn't mean I agree with everything he he espouses, right? So it's different when they're, when they're president. They have a lot of reach. Um, I wish Trump was better in some areas. Uh, and, again, we're critiquing Trump because Trump may run again. I want him to be better. But my point to people is they're never rarely, if ever, better historically than the first time around. In other words, if you thought Trump was bad last time, well, he's not he might not surpass that. If you thought he was okay or good, you know, historically they don't normally become excellent. And whatever litmus that you're using, whatever filter that you're using, I hope Trump does well. I can see him winning the nomination again. I can see him having a lot of problems again, you know. Um, he almost feels he has to run to to avoid all the, you know, the uh, congressional hearings. Go ahead, man. Let me me pose this question to you. It's like I I run this by some conservatives I know. I work with them. I'm surrounded by them. I'm surrounded by nothing but them, basically. Um, 
but I, I, I pose this question to them, and it blows their mind when they think about it. This is how far a left, this is how far the Overton window has shifted to the left. If you line up the policies of Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, Bill Clinton was 10 times more conservative than Donald Trump, who appointed, who, who ordered the faggot flag to be flown on a, every American embassy across the world. <laughs> Hate to say it, it's true. You know, it's again. I don't like what he did. He did. I remember when he did that. He that was an order. And you know, Trump. I look. Trump has ingratiated himself with the what he calls the gay conservatives that are in that are embedded in the current Rhino Republican Party. I get it. He's a politician. He'll grab any vote anywhere that he can. Now. Having said that, let's be honest, the gays in America have are exponential now, and they're a lot more of a bigger voting block than they were, in I, I think, 30, 40 years ago, too. And they're more vocal now, and Trump is so afraid of being called anti-gay, that's why he embraces the gays. He's so afraid of being called racist, that's why he never embraces the white Europeans who really put him in office, or, or just, just say suburban white male and female voters put him in power and blue collar people put him in power in 2016. So he's just, he's trying to get the biggest, again, the, the, what do the rhinos say? They, they, they want the biggest tent and they keep saying that even now on TV. We, We want the biggest tent to win elections. And now they think it's the Latinas right in Texas is their latest one. All these Mexican women are going to vote Republican, and they're going to bring their boyfriend and their husbands along to vote Republican because that one girl, Maya Flores, won in Texas. See? And, um, and what yeah, they may be a Republican. This doesn't mean they're going to be conservative. If they vote for Democrat policies, what good is it? I don't care what you call them. What if, if they have an R or a D after their name, we're getting to a point in America where I can look them in the eye and go, does it really matter? Seriously. Is there really I, any different? To me, every single one really? of them to me, every single one of them has a J and an F beside their name and that's about it. Uh I don't even look at the R and the D anymore. I just I think they all have a J beside their name and they all have an F beside their name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they just are for this and embrace. You know, again, the, all these administrations, not just Trump. To be, I'm very fair. All of them have embraced the gay agenda. You know, they want the embassies to fly the gay flag, and they just love that. Remember, this is the agenda of America. This is clearly what they want. They want the whole world to know that we're a quote unquote. They'll say we're a Judeo-Christian gay nation, basically. And there's no and Judeo-Christian is an oxymoron to begin with. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But they basically they're advertising to the world: if you're gay, if you're queer, this is your country. Come to America. Right? Let's just be blunt. That's what they're well, really advertising. They're well, obvious Charlie about Kirk, it. Charlie Kirk, who uh, Charlie Kirk, who runs the biggest young person. Uh, conservative organization in, in America. We, I said this on your show before, you know, uh, Turning Point USA that has their rallies on college campuses everywhere. I mean, he pretty much summed it up the best when he tweeted out, 
boom, we just decriminalized butt suck, butt sex in Botswana. <laughs> That's yeah, just a yeah party. I saw that. And he's totally serious, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. I don't follow the guy, but every now and then I'll see a Gab post of him. The latest one I saw was the one they used the movie poster of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Have you yeah, seen that one? That. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. we're hunting Nazis. <laughs> if if right. a Nazi would approach Charlie Tuck, he would shit his pants and run. He's not hunting Nazis. He's a faggot. <laughs> But they put out these themes, and it's pretty funny. I said, so your your group now is um, hunting Nazis. Interesting. Okay, whatever. Um, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was so bizarre. I'm going, but this is, yeah, it's just, you know, it's this is why I tell people um, when I first started the radio show, I'll never get invited to one of those roundtables on TV because they don't want my voice or my input on there at all. What they want are rhino cucks and other people with other platforms and shows that say, you know, like, for example, I'm going to paraphrase here. Just I have to be fair about it. More or less, the rhino Republican Party will say, our gays are better than your gays or our gays are more conservative than your gays in the Democrat Party. Take that, libtards, right? Which is a bizarre. <laughs> or we're hunting Nazis now. Take that, you leftists. Um, yeah, Don, I don't even know where to begin no, with Don, that. Don, I just look at them dumbfounded, like, really? This is your program, Don okay? Jr. Did Whatever. Don Jr. did hmm? that himself. Don Jr. posted it. Don Jr. did that himself. Donald Trump Jr. did that himself when he went on Instagram and Twitter and posted a picture of Bruce Jenner next to a picture of some blue-haired freak thing and was like – and made this comment that, why are conservative women always hotter than, than liberal women? It's two freaking dudes he's talking about here. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I uh, I saw that too. I'm going. Don't you know that Caitlyn Jenner is a Fox News host, aka the formal the former Bruce Jenner? Don't you know that? She is the Fox <laughs> News contributor. This is how effed up America is. Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, when I was a kid, Bruce Jenner was on cereal boxes from the Olympics. Wheaties. When he used to be a man. Now it's Caitlyn Jenner as a Fox quote unquote news contributor. When I see her in the panel, I burst out laughing because I can see a few of the people are like me and they can't they're about to they're about to laugh, but they gotta hold it in and act serious. Because Fox News is promoting this agenda, see? As well as all the other net I'm not just sitting out Fox, but they are all doing it, man. This is the agenda of America, from The View oh, to CNN to MSNBC to Fox now. When they made Caitlyn Jenner a Fox News contributor, that's obvious pandering to the gay audience that they want to sell more advertising to. It's all about money, man. Money and market share. They don't 
news to them is a commodity to be packaged and manufactured to the masses. And when you look at what they do, who they promote, who they start asking them, why is this person on TV? Why am I even listening to them? Who promoted them? Who hired them? Ah, now you get the picture. Who are these people behind the throne? Who are these people, program directors? Start looking at those people. Who does the hiring for these networks? Who decides (laughs) who's on the panel and who's not? Right? You know? That's for another show. Well, I can tell you. But, you know, you get my drift. There's people out there that are behind the throne, behind the scenes, that do this, that you'll never know their name. You'll never know. But there's a producer. There's a program director that's never on TV, but they hold the levers of power in the networks, in the film studios. And what they want to show you is a picture of how they, of what they want to force down your, your throat. This is the picture of how they view America. And they don't care if you like it or not. This is their view of it. They're going to promote it to the hilt. And that's how I it is. I got to tell you, man, as far as Fox, as far as Fox News goes, like the, there was one guy last night particularly, there's one guy that I still, there's only one guy that I still even watch. I can't stand Hannity or Ingram or any of these people, Greg Gutfeld or any, I can't. But there's one guy that I've always kind of defended a little bit named Cucker Carlson. And oh my God, did he cuck, did he cuck hard last night. I don't know if you, show, if you saw his show last night. No, what'd he say? He I like Tucker Carlson. What'd he say? Truth. Oh, I, I like a lot of the things he says, too, because he's, 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 kind of like, he's kind of a guy like Alex Jones. He'll tell you half the truth and then spin it to something else. So on his show last <laughs> night, like it's like his second clip, and you can find it on, on YouTube or Telegram. Okay. You know, I'll look it up. Plenty, you can find it. But he had this clip last night, this one segment, which started off really good. He was talking about black violence in America, about how this small, you know, minority of people overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly make up the vast amount of violent crime in this country. And he named them. He said it's black. It's mostly black violent crime. That's where most of the that's where most mm-hmm. of the crime occurs. And I was, and I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. wow, Tucker's gonna. He's wow. I, this is Tucker. He's he's finally saying it. He's just saying it. He's laying it out there. This is great. And he made this whole big speech about it, and it was fantastic. And then guess what he did? He cucks out hardcore. He spins the entire thing into black on Asian crime and how that's just so <laughs> terrible and racist Asians. And, you know, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? Black on white crime is a hundred <laughs> times more prevalent, a thousand times more prevalent than black on Asian yeah, crime. way more prevalent. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? But and see, he he's protected. That. Yeah, he feels he's protected when he talks about black on Asian crime, which is also a problem, don't get me wrong. Funny, man. Huh. I haven't seen that, that uh, take yet. So hard, it was bizarre how hard he cucked on the thing. Like everything he said was right, and all of a sudden it's black on Asian crime. And now we're going to bring on this uh, Asian Leadership Institute guy to, to sit and bitch about you know black on Asian crime. You know, bluff. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> this, you know, he knows he's not stupid. He sees it. I guarantee you, Tucker Carlson, one of his kids walked through a fucking ghetto. <laughs> you know, 
He knows black and white, and black, white, but he won't talk about it. He's not allowed to talk about that, but he can talk about black on Asian crime all day, and that's, you know, just fine. Sure. Sure he can, and he does. Unbelievable, man. Well, he at least he brought it up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a consolation prize for him, but, yeah. The big everyone knows that the uh, and the and these folks these aren't things that you can argue with so don't call me and write me and say you're wrong just I'll just stop you right right now no stop stop foaming at at the mouth I don't want to get some stupid emails or things on Gab or Facebook or wherever um, the FBI statistics are even now they're pretty accurate and the black on white crime in America is through the roof. This is what your national police force tells you. Now, they don't advertise it because it goes against the agenda, but they grudgingly show you and tell you. Black on Asian crime has also gone up to be factual, but it's got nowhere near the numbers of black on white crime, where blacks commit far more crimes against whites than whites ever commit on blacks. Now, if you listen to MSNBC or CNN or other networks, they will paint a picture of every white guys in a KKK hat, you know, on a horseback trying to, you know, crazy stuff, crazy town talk, where they think it's all this white on black crime. Not true. Not Is there some? Yes. But it's not true on a mass scale. Yeah, that's the truth. No matter how it cuts, we'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you the truth. As best I know it, as best I can see it, I don't, you know, that's just the facts. Now, blacks on Asian crime, the uh, the blacks on Asian, yeah, that's gone up, definitely. And then maybe that's what Tucker did not really, hmm, he, he could have used that to say it's gone up. I would have said it's gone up in all races, not just focus on the Asians. But again, me and him are different. I, I I wouldn't shirk from that. That's he has a platform that I can only dream of having, man. But I'll have a platform like that in the new country. I tell people, they go, "What? When the new country starts, I'll have a platform like that or bigger." How about those apples? <laughs> oh, Vaughn, we're, we're gonna Vaughn, we're gonna we're gonna compete to be the man in the high castle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. What a great show that was. Ah, oh, that show is so awesome. Um, but you know, one another thing about about Tucker as well, and I don't want to focus on Tucker. I know you don't like to hover on things, but what he, what he said really reminded me heavily. Do you, do you know the regular contributor that he has on a show named Christopher Rufio? Are you familiar with that guy? I've heard of him before. Yeah, he's a regular on Tucker's show. He's the one that goes on there and bitches all the time about CRT, about about. Uh, mm-hmm. right, and right. schools and the military. He's always on Tucker talking about that. It's funny because that Christopher Rufio guy, when he goes on this, he's like, he takes a hard stance against critical race theory being taught, but he spins it into the reason he's hardline against critical race theory is because it's anti-Asian. He's married to an Asian wife. His wife is Asian. Because the tour CRT shouldn't be taught in school because it's anti-Asian. Bullshit! It's blatantly anti-white. It's not telling they're not telling Asians to hate themselves. They're telling the white people to fucking hate themselves, and they're guilty for everything on the planet. It has nothing to do with Asians. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I like Tucker Carlson. I like his show. Uh, you know, 
he, you know, he might have had a bad day in the studio. I'll give him a pass, but I, I definitely hear you. I mean, at least I'll say this about Tucker. At least he gets out a lot of information to people. And, again, nobody has to agree with him 100%, but he gets out a lot of information to the masses. And at least he he really, he really uh, screws over the minds of the Democrats who can't stand him. So um, – he needs to tighten up his message, I would say, from what you're telling me. I have not seen those clips yet, but I, I'll I'll get around to it. It's last night. It was you know? it happened last night. You can see it in my Telegram channel and various Telegram platforms. It's probably on Gab as well. You know it's on my Telegram channel. But, um, yeah, I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, it I was traveling, there. so I'm traveling up, 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 up here, so I'm kind of out of the loop on some of those things. Yeah, it was last night. Uh, other than that, I agree, I agree with you in the sense that I think that Tucker is really the only one that even tells you half of the truth. I mean, at least he's exactly. About, you know, yeah, he's the only one up there that even says half of what I like or more. You know, the rest of them just run for the hills, weak, gutless, right? Lincoln, always fun talking to you, man. I will hit your telegram when I get when when things calm calm down for me. I want to get back to uh, a regular schedule, so I'll be back in town next week, my my good friend. Talk to you soon, man. Okay. Yep. Hey, have a good night, brother. Hell victory. You bet. Thanks, Lincoln. Hell victory always. And our tech wizard is up next. I want to get him some airtime. And by the way, our podcast is going nuts. People grab this podcast, and they listen to every – we can track how many minutes that they're listening to. Let me tell you, folks, they grab this thing, and they look at it, and like Contra Radio said, their numbers are spiked in South Korea. Now, we know that that's the military base and elsewhere. Um, We have many military bases in South Korea. We, We support the real military, of which Irish Pirate was a part of. And without further ado, Let's get the Irish pirate on. Our tech wizard, Mr. Wizardry himself. He invented it, by the way. Mr. Pirate, okay. are you there? <laughs> I'm there. How are you doing are you? tonight? Um, getting there slowly. I'm crawling through this week. Um, all the really big things start happening next week and beyond, so I'm going to be taking that big breath and charging into things. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about, I warned everybody about in this upcoming primary, how many people were endorsed by Trump. Uh, of course, Trump did not donate any money to any candidates. He just gave them, he just put his endorsement on things. But right. of all the candidates I actually put my name next to, or my little dot next to, about one in mm-hmm. three were Trump endorsed. That could have been, and I tried to stay away from anybody that had more than $5 million in, into their campaign, mm-hmm. which, you know, that, I mean, that tells you something right there, too. I mean, you're talking about a $24 an hour job with some per diem, and you're talking about <laughs> spending $15 million to get it. And that was not, by the way, Carrie Fake. That was that was uh, Blake Masters. Um but they're all saying that these are all the people that actually said the right things and they're supposedly um, InfoWars did the analysis on that and actually decided that, yeah, the new Republicans are going to keep voting for these people. And I'm thinking, no, they're not. 
No, they, they, they're catching mm-hmm. what, what they want them to hear. And I don't – my favorite was when people who were not even running against Carrie Fake were actually talking about some of her insane things she said she was going to do when she became governor. Really? And Tell us some things yeah, she wants to do as governor. Okay. There's a water problem in That Arizona. sounds interesting. Primarily, I'll, I'll just say this to my ad, um, it's caused primarily because of heat domes that are put up by weather modification, which is warfare. That was absolutely, we um, have some trees that say we'll never do it to the other countries. But that, mm-hmm. every country that's ever had a technology that was used for warfare, ever, in history, always used that technology on their own people, eventually. Always. And they've been doing mm-hmm. it here mm-hmm. for any of 75 years when they've had that technology. I don't know exactly when. They've kept it secret what's at the top end for 48. So we have a water problem, and it's been here a while. And the dumbest thing we do is we imagine that the aquifers are always going to be there. Um, that's probably the least stable form of water is you know, under, under, uh, under the land aquifers. That's what's happening right now in, say, Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado. All their ranching was, was begging for water. So anyway, you've got the best way to come after water is find alternative sources for it. Uh, to do better with the water that's above board, like catch the rainwater. Uh, don't pollute what you've got so you don't have to keep treating it. That's another good way to do it. But anyway, what does right. Carrie Fake decide to do? She's going hmm. to actually – I mean, here's someone who's trying to tell you she's populist in pro-Arizona. She thinks she's going to actually get, beg, coerce, whatever, Mexico to give up seawater and pipe it over here, desalinate it. What? It's like, first of all, I think we can do a better really? job desalinating it. Really? That's actually something that's she crazy. marked out one day. Well, uh, <laughs> if you think that's crazy. I got to see one that one happen. So? Well, the one person she would never smack during any of her interviews is Doug Ducey, and he was all for it, too. I mean, I know. I'm telling you, this is Doug Ducey part two with a better figure, and that's it. I mean, come on. <laughs> this woman's nuts. I mean, I'm not saying that she's not uh, – she talks good, she looks good, she does all these things, but come on. She hasn't actually put out anything out there that's not a pipe dream. And, uh, Dude, I, I just, the, just, uh, the uh, media circus is going to be hilarious to watch, and we're going to be there. I mean, I mean if, if this thing – I mean, I can't wait to hear some more of these ideas, man. I mean, I hope okay. they work, well, but, you know, a, we'll see what happens. Well, let me tell you about a guy that had a good idea. There was a guy that had a good idea. He was not one of the big ones again. And I can't mm-hmm. remember which guy it was. He didn't make it. But his idea was, uh, why does Arizona have 217 school districts? He said, why can't we just consolidate <laughs> some of the districts, especially some of the small ones? And then you have extra buildings to do things like, I don't know, use for classrooms. I mean, I just, I mean he was so practically intelligent. Right. I mean, like, I want to vote for him real bad. What's he doing running for something as small as what he's running for? So I really like that. Right. I also like the guy that was running for corporate commissioner that said, it's not my job to tell everybody else how to do their job. So I'm not going to exactly. get on this exactly. bandwagon and tell you all these things I'm going to do. 
I'm just going to vote the right way on what I'm allowed to vote on. And it's like, oh, here we go. There's a guy I want to vote for. Bet he doesn't make it. Um, anyway, long story short, these things are going on all the time. The people that actually have a head on their shoulders can't promise enough stuff to keep people interested to see what they're doing. The person can come up with the biggest pipe dream and get you to believe in that. Now, even if they fail owning up to it, they, they use this common term called, I'm fighting for what you want. It's like, no, you're not. You know, I mean, you're, you're fighting to breathe air after you suck up so much of it trying to say it loud. I mean, give me a break. And, wow. and last but not least, the thing that's really got my ire is what's happening right now to Alex Jones. And I'll, I can get you up to date on this one. I've got a lot of the inside skinny on this. Um, when they first started the trial, uh, keep in mind, they've already done this to Steve Bannon. They've already done this to Roger Stone. They, they've started trying to do this to Donald Trump with the January 6 hearings. If that doesn't work, they're going to indict him straight up and do it to him, too. But here's the thing. Uh, they've already violated, just in, in the process of Alex Jones's first trial, there's four uh, fairly simultaneous um, court cases. They put them all off because of COVID, for whatever reason, like, you know, what, we're going to kill a, a bad judge or something? Um, I, I mean, I, COVID doesn't even exist in my mind, so I, I don't even know what they're afraid of. But um, long story short, uh, they jerry-rigged where the court cases are, are happening. There's, I think, three in Texas and one in Connecticut. And instead of waiting for them to go one at a time, they're trying to stretch him and his lawyers out. You know, the lawyers that didn't get scared off. Literally, the lawyer that's that's defending him now has already been told by the judge, we're going to make sure that you're sanctioned for even defending Alex Jones. I mean, that's the the first stupid thing I heard. But they're also violating courtroom proceedings, like Rule 106. I mean, they're literally taking... Yeah. And I saw Alex in court, man. He looks worried. He looks worried. Now now this is a a trial about what's he going to pay, right? So... He's looking at millions well, of dollars, they, man. This is coming flying through his fingers yeah, here real soon. Down. Today it's settled. Today it's settled. I'll get to that. So they violated. They already told the jury twenty times during this about five days, six day hearing that he's guilty. Mm-hmm. All you're going to do is decide how much he's got to pay. I mean, right. that's the first thing it makes. And whatever happens, to Alex Jones is what's happening to you and me later on. This is absolutely going to be held right. as a kangaroo, a kangaroo precedent, saying if we can get away with it here, we can go after all our political opposition. Because this guy has told more about what we want to do, and even though he's gotten some of it wrong, he's gotten mo- so much of it right that he's absolutely harmed their cause over and over and over again over 28 years. And so they want to make an example out of him. And with what happened today in that courtroom, I think they're going to have to kill him because he got over and uh, here's the thing. Wow. About, uh, about three days ago, they were asking for $150 million. Yeah, they're, they're basically saying he's squirreling away money here and there and everything. He turned over more discovery than anybody has ever given this kind of a case, a defamed case. I mean, he just literally handed them his cell phone, and they were trying to give him the you know, Perry Mason moments. Do you know what's in your phone? I gave it to you. You know, I mean, come Right. On. And then uh, – well, then the day before the trial was to be settled, they asked for $3 billion just to see how, you know, obviously they weren't going to get that. But, you know, maybe they could go mm-hmm. into the hundreds of millions, 
you know, that's what they normally do. They, you know, they ask for the ridiculous just to freak you out. And so the bottom line is the jury got together and they had, I think, 10 planks to the the suit. Uh, One of Mm. them, they gave him, they gave the uh, offense nothing. And the largest one, they gave one and a half million. The total was 4.2. And they paid tens of millions of dollars just for the prosecution's attorneys, just to give you an example of how much money they're going to lose. They fed the prosecution Mm -hmm. gobs, the kind of money that you and I could never even dream of generating, and then turn around and, you know, they're going to get what, 30, 50 percent of it? I mean, they, they sank at least $8 million into nothing. In, the, in this case, just trying to sink Alan's ex mm-hmm. It's so low that Alex might be able to pay it. He's, in, he's obviously going to go Chapter 11 and basically go above board and try to negotiate. And if he appeals, he's, he's only going to appeal the money because he likes the fact that they should be able to later on just slap the living daylights out of him. You know, as long as the court is settled, they can use what was in the case. So that's the, the other part of that. But the 4.2 million, the prosecuting attorneys had their heads in their hands. They looked like they were crying because they did not sink mm-hmm. that ship. They did not. They they barely right. grazed it. And so the really cool part about it is tonight I'm going to I'm going to find something in Fowar's life. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to buy a signed copy of his book. Although you know I'm, well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Handwriting analysis. Right. But, oh, and that reminds me. Um, Robert Barnes, not his attorney, but his usual one that got chickened out of and decided, and that way he's allowed to talk about it. And he actually did a better job telling America what's going on in that trial without being the attorney. So I, I thought that was a better use of him. Um, he's a handwriting hmm. analyst, although I think he's a graphologist. And so he actually came on air and actually started talking about the prosecuting attorneys and all the people that signed documents and getting back to Alex Jones. He analyzed all their handwriting and talked about it on air. And so one of the things I want to do for my bucket list this week, I want to come on and ask him for a copy of handwriting samples that don't include anything he doesn't want to talk to me about. And I'd like to see that. I, I, I would, I, I, matter of fact, if he wants to, I'll just say this publicly, I don't care if he calls them subject number one, subject number two. He doesn't have to give me their names. Come back and tell right. them these people are, you know, because my graphoanalysis, I think, actually is a stronger read than what he's using. Because the way he's talking about it is the kind of stuff you normally find in a graphology book. And I, that was invented in 1752. <laughs> what what right, I used right. was invented in 1952 and is, in, and is used in courts of law. I don't know that he's actually performing that. We'll have to see. But anyway, so I just found that fascinating because he had a chance to look at everybody else's handwriting and put that out on the air. And I thought that was very important because mm-hmm. they're never going to let you do like um, a personality or, or a uh, psych, uh, psychological test on these left-wing freakos that are actually involved in cases. Left-wing I mean, freakos, exactly what they are, my friend, well, exactly. They are. Now, speaking well, of well, left-wing Irish... freakos, guess I want, Yeah, uh, go ahead, man. Give me this in, and then I'm good. Guess what's happening to this so-called uh, couple that was uh, apparently so astonished that they never actually asked for a retraction Right. They never asked for a retraction of anything. Right. Alex Jones said, number one, because he didn't say anything less than 0.1 percent mm-hmm. of what he actually reported about Sandy Hook was because everybody else was reporting it. And they put pressure on him to report something. And so 
you know, he, he spent precious little time talking about Sandy Hook. There were even, by the way, lawyers in the room that were there to watch, right? They weren't part of either, either they were, they were just, you know, looking at it. And one of them was actually overheard asking the question, who is Adam Lanza anyway? Dude, he's mm-hmm. the guy who did the shooting in Sandy Hook about what this trial is about. He thought it was Alex Jones. Seriously. That's how good the brainwashing is. So anyway, the couple that's actually Oh, I know the brainwashing is good, man. It is. Okay, they're going to... They're going to get the, you know, the piece of the $4.2 million that they're going to pay out if they can even find it. Um, they actually are not leftists, not in the true sense of the word. They're very sane, very loving people, that their actual um, benefits that the, since the time that they've gone out there, none of it has been like David Hogg or some other freakazoid. You know, they're, they're actually out there saying that we need less bullying in schools and actually go out there and show kids how they can perform despite being bullied. And so Alex Jones has found out that these people are really parents. Now, the next three cases are not. Next three cases are FBI shields. Let's get that straight. The first one, though, they're real. He's going to put them on his show. He's going to promote them with his own time. And the lawyers are saying, you will not communicate with Alex Jones. And they're so he sent a letter right. to them. Uh, I mean, it's going to be That's really a great cool. voice, and by the, the way, man. Falls. That's a great voice. Thank you. <laughs> so the left has fallen flat on their face. This was going to be the end all to be end all, and they were going to be able to literally just call out Tucker, sure. Tucker Carlson and all these other people. They don't like, no, they're not. Not with this going down. He's actually made them look extremely bad. They're going to spend tens of millions of dollars to win one. And so the problem they're going to have is, how do you sink the ship? And we're doing exactly what it takes to do that, Von Weehunt. We are on this show. We're, we're even in grocery stores talking about it. I've even got some fairly new neighbors that don't understand what's going on that are left-wingers, and I just had to ask them silly questions. And they don't and you know answers. what? And I love Irish, the beat them. will go on. The beat will go on, man, with these elections and, 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 and how they get in. And, and with Alex Jones... So this trial, yeah. they want to attack all this kind of media. Um, look, it's coming. We know it. Uh, Alex Jones, uh, look, he has, I hate to say it, but he's not made all the right, the best moves he could have made. Um, Maybe not. He kind of put himself in this position a little bit. So, not unfortunately, hardly. in America, they don't give you a second chance if you're a right-wing host, right? No. No, so they, yeah, it's always they, a two-sided coin. It's but judge, jury, right back, and executioner. So he's got no no right. chance because he stepped over the he stepped over the line. He his cardinal mortal sin was questioning the official media narrative of Sandy Hook. Yeah. Anything he about he it that you did not ingest, hook, line, and sinker. Um, they're going to come back at you and castigate you. That's exactly what they did. I would have advised and Alex to. Talk about it and then drop it. See, that's why I don't hover. He hovered no, over he that did. story for that's way it. too he long. There, very, very, very little about it. He, he talked very little about Cindy. Well, and I heard him a lot talk it. about it when he. But my my thing is, he still brought up stories on his website. See, they got him there. They got him. I mean, he didn't really. Um, he did talk about it when it first came out a lot. I remember that because I was in, I was a huge Infowars Infowars. Reader, I still like that site, and I like Alex Jones, 
But my point is, you got to bring up stories, talk about them a little bit, and move on. It's the moving on part that a lot of these guys don't get. When you hover constantly over a story or even bring it up a little bit too much, and if you say things that, mm, you know, are not entirely accurate, the problem is the parents hear it, the people hear it, and they see money. They see a claim against you. It's only 0.1% of their airtime. I just, I, I can't imagine somebody taking that evidence and saying, oh, he hovered over it. It's impossible. It's virtual, well, I mean, it's my thing is, I was there. Stuff. I'm just saying, I know what you're saying. They post a lot of stuff, but my point is that they, they did hover a little bit in that sense. When it first well, came out, I'm not, I'm not talking about recently. I'm right. saying that was years ago. Yeah, I, I remember well, them talking about true, it a lot. If that's true, and so that's all they need. uh, They don't need, you know, this in triplicate years years later. Dollars that were forwarded by the DNC to get him didn't put any of that up in the courtroom. They got like all of twenty four minutes over a period of what? I know seven eight years. Yeah, so that I mean, wow, that wasn't a very uh, influencing set of data, and. Here's the oh, problem I, know. I have. But that's what I'm degree. saying. They will you cherry pick Irish. Degree. I'm saying they'll cherry pick what they want. They'll cherry pick yeah, it, they man. Do that. Well, you know, yeah, you know that's where what my I'm saying. Came from. And it's, it's never yeah. logical. They just cherry pick it. Yeah. I've, I've flirted with this type of disaster for a long time. I became a member of the Associated Press in 2001. I left their stupid ass in 2001, probably because I couldn't drink enough. But the important thing is that <laughs> it could happen at any time to you or me or anybody else. And if one of my friends right. falls, I mean, I may have to pick up the torch and run with it for a while. Or I've liked it much better the environment I'm in where I just help people in the background. The, the only right. thing that gets people right. in trouble is when millions of people listen to them because they're correct. That, that seems to be the only thing that's that gets right. you in trouble with this group. And the answer is, I know. Boy, eventually that's going to be you and me. Eventually we, that's got to be us. Eventually. Well, I know, man. I'm, uh, look, eventually, that's why right right now the show is great. We're out there. We're flying below radar. And most of America has never heard of my show. And that's kind of a good place to be right now. The way the political yeah. climate is. I like our current position. We're getting the word out. We're flying below radar like a fighter jet on a mission. And that's where I want to keep it right now. Uh, you're right. There's too many crazies, man, that are out there. You start, you start getting too, too big, too influ, too influential. They attack you relentlessly. But Iris, we got to well, run, man. We're up against the clock, big guy. We'll yeah. talk again next week, guaranteed, yep. my friend. The opposite of what we're seeing is when we survive this, they're going to come to us for leadership because there won't be anybody left. It's like, you survived this. You've got to show us how to move forward. It's like, I'm not even sure I want to tell exactly. you. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it. Irish, thanks so much, man. We'll talk again soon, amigo. You're right. Um, Irish pirates, right, folks. Uh, Look, the thing is, is um, you got to know how to navigate these rough waters. America is in some real rough political waters, political turmoil, things of that nature. The economics is off in the country. Anybody who's considered or viewed as right wing, like Alex Jones, will be castigated, attacked. Um, Alex is kind of a, uh, 
I love his show. I I like a lot of things that he says, but he is um, they look. They want to slap him down financially and socially, and that's what they're attempting to basically do. I think he's going to get even bigger with all the uh, people will look at him as as as, as he's the the uh, new poster boy for being attacked by the militant left, and more people are going to be drawn to InfoWars and, hey, I want to check him out. Sometimes it's called the law of unintended consequences, and it's a real thing out there. And, yeah, they will always say that they uh, move the Overton window, but I always go back to the law of unintended consequences. Their intention is to put Alex Jones out of business by a huge fine. But what's going to happen in reality, I believe, is something far, far different. Like the old saying in the movie Star Wars, the more they try to attack us, the more powerful we will become. Because truth has many, many enemies. And um, if you speak it on whatever topic you're talking about, you're going to gain the ire of a lot of people. America loves the lie. America loves garbage media. America loves to be lied to. They, they love the fantasy. They don't want to hear the truth about anything. Well, a huge show for you tonight, folks. We went in on a major overtime, but there's so much that we have to cover. We're so glad everyone got a chance to come on the show. We had a few calls drop off, but if you're new to the show, you've got to have some staying power. I see some of the new numbers and if I can't get to you fast enough, you guys drop. My best advice is stay on for 10 minutes. I'll normally see you by then and get you on the air. But if you leave in a minute or two, you are dust in the wind, they say. Thank you all for being here. We hope you call back next week. We hope you're listening all over the world. We are nationwide in over 25 countries. We love you all. We want the show to be successful. But right now, what's more important is that we're on target. We're flying below radar. We're part of the real military, the real backbone of America. We are the patriots. We are going to be relentless. We have a very powerful message. And it's resonating with many, many millions of Americans and millions of our friends all over the world. The international audience has taken off. As you heard tonight from Contra Radio, our South Korean hits are exponential, are going up. We have military bases all over the world, but those military men and women also talk to many, many people. We have many friends in many places. We know you're out there. We know you're listening. So clue in, zoom in, listen in, and call in every week that you can. We thank you all for being here from the Oregon coast. I'm signing off tonight from the west coast of America. Wish you all a great night. God bless you all, and good night. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.